thanks for tuning in to episode 16 of the Unlockable Podcast, guys. This is your May 2021 episode, and today Hannah and I are talking about the sequels of our favorite Nintendo franchises and what we want to see from them. We kind of discuss our experience with the latest entry in a series and then branch off into what kind of features we would absolutely love to see in the next game, reasonable or not. We threw all of our wants in here. And hey, for our June episode, you can probably expect it to be out around the middle of the month. We're going to be covering our thoughts on E3, so be on the lookout for that. Anyways, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're listening to this. Give us a like and let's go. Hey, welcome back to the Unlockable Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and joining me as always is the Game Girl Advance SP herself. Hello. Hannah, what you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. I think last time I said it was summer, so I I didn't move back in my parents, but I'm down here in hot-ass Florida with my parents <laughs> for summer, and nothing much, really just taking it easy. Got nothing to do, no school. What about you? Um, I'm not doing a whole lot and I've just been working. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon because you're coming to Texas. Yes. I literally leave in two days. Woohoo. Yeah. So we're going to do some game hunting down here. I've got some routes planned out for us. We're going to do a little garage sailing. It's going to be great. Are you going to make me wake up at like 6am? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be like seven. Oh, good. Seven. Okay. That's not so bad. <laughs> Um, all right. So, Hannah, what have you been buying lately? Uh, yeah, well, you might as well just take my gamer card here. But, um, the only thing that I've bought is <laughs> a Switch game called Human Fall Flat, which is, I'm pretty sure we talked about it. It was a super rare game uh, by the company Super Rare. Uh, but then I guess they just released the rights back to the guy. And so now I have a copy of it, but obviously not super rare and not associated with them at all. But yeah, I bought it. It was 20 bucks um, at Best Buy, and it looked really interesting, and I was kind of kicking myself for not buying it from Super Rare. So yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> it's just a standard release? Uh, It's a standard release. It's like the anniversary edition or something. I think that's what it's called. They had to throw something on there, some kind of edition on there uh, to, yeah. to make it <laughs> make sense. Well, that's interesting. And I remember you talking about it. That's it. That's all I bought. Isn't that sad? Yeah, but I'm used to it. Next episode, after you get back from Texas, hopefully you'll be able to talk about like the 50 games you found garage sailing and you had to stuff them in your luggage bag. Oh, I hope so. Like a sealed fire emblem (laughs) or like any kind of GameCube game now. Yeah, Madden on GameCube will take it. Yes. I bought one Dreamcast game. It's called Bust a Move 4. Um, I remember a few months ago I sold... A bunch of my Dreamcast games because they were missing the manual, and I just got a pretty darn good deal on Busta Move Four, so that one looks much better on the shelf now. Busta Move. I guess all you see on the shelf is the spine, so maybe that wasn't the right <laughs> thing to say, but it looks better off the shelf now. Mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance. I got Altered Beast, Pink Panther, Flintstones, and Zelda: a Link to the Past all complete in box. Pink Panther for what? It is uh it's one of the most expensive games I would say. It's it's up there for Game Boy Advance. Really? Same thing with Flintstones, it's pretty up there. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I think um most of the time when you see 
Hanna-Barbera titles, they are pretty low. I don't know. They don't seem to have gotten the largest print runs. But it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, Pink Panther, Flintstones, they're like 60s cartoons. And these games came out in the early 2000s. So not a lot of people were asking for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what, what audience were they trying to target there? <laughs> GameCube, I've been working on the set a little. I got Aquaman, Fantasy Star Online 3, Freedom Fighters, The Sims, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger, and Crash Nitro Kart. Wow. A couple of... Uh, couple of different lots on ebay nice and hey right after our last podcast i kind of went and bought myself an xbox kiosk casually and uh yeah i can't wait for you to see that when you come down i'm very excited do you have a uh, screen for it yet no i don't <sighs> i'm constantly on offer up and craigslist just waiting for someone to say hey here's a free crt i'm leaving it on the curb nice <sighs> I'm... But yeah, pretty nice lamp at the moment until I can get a TV for it. I actually, another thing I didn't write down, uh, I got a second gun controller for the Xbox <laughs> to play some House of the Dead on on the kiosk when the time comes. So. I thought you were just going to stop at gun. I was like, wow, that was the most Texas thing you could say. I got myself a second <laughs> gun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big truck driver. I don't have <laughs> guns and shoot tobacco and ride horses and whatnot no you do wear boots and cowboy hats though right <clears throat> no <laughs> i bet a lot of people i bet not many people in texas can say that they don't own a pair of boots but i don't own a pair of boots wow and i'm all right with that all righty then good to know have you played anything um well other than the casual occasional binge of runescape yes actually <laughs> me and you actually played donkey kong country 3 and we freaking beat it the other day what a game huh oh my gosh <clears throat> it was so frustrating when we were playing it but like i'm still like wow i wish i could go back and play it again i mean i can but like <laughs> i don't know i feel like the experience yeah, I mean, was way better playing with somebody else than alone I, my controller would not have survived if I was playing alone. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, like, we had some issues with the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, for the most part, it was fine, but I don't know. There were some times where, like, things didn't line up on both of our screens. Mm -hmm. So, like, like if this isn't obvious, we're playing. She lives in Florida. I'm in Texas, and we're playing online. Um, but. You know, it might look like I died on her screen, but I was actually still playing, which is just kind of a weird thing. It's not the end of the world. We kept playing through it. It wasn't the end of the world, but it was it was weird. And then um, what other problems did we have? Like the, the app was weird. Yeah, like it wasn't I don't it wasn't like lag, but like anytime you did like save or like we'd go into a new level, it would like I guess it would lag behind. But then it would say like, oh, there's no like there's no Internet connection. But then it'd be fine right. during the level, so it was really odd. It, like, got yeah, confused. Then, uh, <laughs> thank God we didn't have any problems on the final boss fight. That was a little stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Good time, though. And then we started another game, uh, Breath of Fire, right? Yes, for... It's also a Super Nintendo game, right? Yeah, it is. So that we found out that you can actually play one player games and just trade off the controller like online. And it's pretty cool. 
Um, just at any given time, you can hit the ZLZR and go to the menu and switch it off to to me or you, and that's uh, it's pretty cool. That is super cool. I'm I mean, happy that Nintendo included that. We haven't really tried it yet, so we don't know how well it'll work, but it's a cool concept, cool idea. Right, right. It's next on the agenda. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> me, though, I've been playing... What have I beaten? I beat Halo 2. I'm working through all the Halos like I mentioned last time. Did I beat anything else? I got Donkey Kong Country on here. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts, that's what I was going to talk about. So last episode, I said that I was super close. And I, how, how many hours was I? Like 11? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So I was very much wrong. You were like, that doesn't sound right. You can't be done already. And you were right. Um, Kingdom Hearts was, it probably took me like t- at least 20 hours in total. So I still had eight or nine more hours after I after <laughs> I said I was. Uh-huh. Um, and that was... I don't know. I don't think I'm a big Kingdom Hearts guy. Like, I'm glad that for my my gaming honor, I've completed it. I've checked the box, and now uh, I can say that I've done it. But um, I, I don't think I'll be playing any of the sequels. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And just to be clear, I was playing on the final mix, the 12 and a half times 3 multiplied by, yeah, like, <laughs> all that nonsense. And I still just did not have the time of my life. But... I don't know. We'll see. Man, Maybe gonna, one day I'll play Kingdom Hearts 2. You're going to make some Kingdom Hearts fans angry. <laughs> what else do we have? I beat Mario versus Donkey Kong Miniland Mayhem on the DS. It feels like a very long time ago, but I guess that's how it happens on a, a monthly podcast. Um, Tetris Effect. Highly recommend that game. I don't care who you are. That game was so freaking cool, and it was like you know maybe three hours long it's it's totally worth your three hours castlevania bloodlines i just beat the other night i started playing forza horizon 4 that game is a blast and i'm currently working on trials of mana as well it's been a couple weeks but the snes online controller works with trials of mana so that is super cool with the remake no, the trilogy, the, the collection of mana. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That'd be crazy if it worked on the on the remake. Maybe it does. Yeah. That wouldn't make any sense though. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you tell us about some news? Okay, news. I I don't have that much news here. It wasn't a. There wasn't a lot of news recently, actually. So first, there is now a calculator app for the Switch. Just in case mm. you really wanted to do some math on the go. <laughs> Don't know why you wouldn't use your phone. But yeah. Oh, and by the same company, there's also a xylophone app. And they're both $10. So if you really want to play some xylophone <laughs> or calculate, you know, some equations, you have those for the Switch now. And then this is more of a rumor than like news. But the rumor is the next Donkey Kong game is being developed by the Super Mario Odyssey team. Did you hear that? I did hear that. That's very so exciting. That's interesting. I don't know why they would go with someone different than the people who did Retro Studio. Yeah, Tropical Freeze. But I don't know, whatever. That's <clears throat> that's exciting. Um, the only other thing Oh, I guess this I guess this is of note. Pokemon Snap is out since our last podcast. So you can snap Pick it up. You can snap no. Pfft. 
<laughs> I'm not nostalgic to the first one, so I don't think it was for people like me. Uh, snapping pictures of Pokemon. Uh, that's cool if that's your thing, but it's not my thing. It's not my thing in Pokemon Go, I can tell you that. That, ugh, it doesn't even work half the time. Half the time it freezes <laughs> my phone. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> um, Mario shows, nope, not Mario. Nintendo shows off Mario Golf Super Rush. There's a speed golf and a battle royale mode uh, in a new trailer that they dropped on Twitter. I did watch that, and I am not the type of person to buy very many games day one, but I think I'm going to pick that up day one. Are you really? I'm looking forward to some Mario Golf. Man, I don't, I've never played a Mario Golf game before. But, yeah. I mean, honestly, this one looks pretty fun. It does. It looks like they're uh, going towards not just golf fans. You know, they're they're adding a bunch of party games in there. That sounds fun. Like, I think it would be good for casual fans like myself. I thought Mario right. Tennis was fun. Yep, that's another good one. And last but not least, I guess this was yesterday, but Nintendo announced a new Skyward Sword amiibo. How Ooh. exciting. It was just randomly dropped on Twitter. It's a figure of Zelda in her blue sky loft, and it's actually, like, bigger than normal amiibo, amiibo, so it's selling for $25 in the U.S., I don't know about anywhere else, and it's going to release the same day as the game, which is July 16th. How freaking excited. I did not know it was bigger. It is bigger. So I guess technically you can say it's like two in one, because you get, like, the little bird and then Zelda. So I guess maybe it justifies the price. But anyway, I have it pre-ordered, and I was just lucky to get it, because it's sold out now. <clears throat> yeah, so right before the podcast, I was scrolling down the video game Sage forums, and I saw this guy. He was complaining about how if, uh, if EA did something like this, then it would be absolutely like people would just be roasting them for it. But since it's Nintendo, we just brush it off. Uh, and what he was talking about is what the amiibo unlocks. Did you see what it unlocks? Uh, it's yeah, it's you can scan it anywhere in the game, and then it like transports you either to the sky or to the ground. It's a fast travel, pretty much. And um, he was saying that like you know they're making you spend. It's it's not even a microtransaction. It's like a, it's like you're locking. A key feature of the game behind $25. And at first I was like, oh wow, he's kind of right. And then I was reading people's responses and they were like, well, this wasn't even a feature in the original game. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a very good point. One, it's not a feature in the original game. And two, there is still fast travel. It's just not transporting anywhere. It's from like the save places, which is like any normal game. If you're buying this amiibo, it's not because you want to fast travel. You're buying it because it's an awesome collector's item that has a ton of detail in it, and you can't wait to put it on your shelf. And that's that's where the $25 comes in, right? as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't really care about that. I mean, obviously, I'm going to open it, but I, I probably won't use it because, I mean, the fast travel is fine in the game anyways. It's not like it's a huge game. It's not like Breath of the Wild. There's only, like, two spots to fast travel. And there you have it. From someone that's played the game. Many times, yes. I have a couple... Oh, wait, I wanted to talk about Donkey Kong. So, do you think it's going to be a 3D Donkey Kong? You know, I think 
since it's being worked on the company that did a 3D Mario game, I kind of want to say yes. Do you think that's something they would do? I honestly don't know. I I do think it's weird that Retro Studios wouldn't be um, handling it. Um, But if they did go 3D, I think they could totally do it. I think that it would be so cool if somehow they intertwined New Donk City into this game with him being the donk part of that city, you know? Like, that would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. So, I don't know what they have planned. I don't even know if this is true, you know? It could just be a a big lie. It's just a rumor. uh, I'm really looking forward to E3. It's going to be good stuff this year, I hope. Oh, I'm so excited. I really hope Nintendo and everyone else has just amazing things to show off. We will be discussing it in our next episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, be here for that, folks. Um, a couple points of news for me today. There were new Nintendo Switch Online games announced, and um, pretty weak. They have <laughs> for the S for the NES. There is Ninja Jaja Marukun. I probably should have let you read that one. And uh, that was, I you know what? I didn't even look it up. I don't know anything about that game. <laughs> I don't know if it was a Japanese exclusive or what, but uh. The, the Super Nintendo games, we've got Super Baseball Simulator 1.000. Whoa. Cool. <laughs> is anyone playing these these freaking sports games? The answer is no. No one's asking for them. No one's playing them. I don't understand. Caveman Ninja, also known as Joe and Mac. So we already have Joe and Mac 2. Now they're adding Joe and Mac. Uh, Magical Drop 2 is like a... It looks like a Tetris game, Tetris attack type game. And then Spanky's Quest. That is another... What'd you say? I said what? (laughs) That is another Natsume title that... I don't know. They they have something going on with Natsume right now. And they just keep adding Natsume games to Nintendo Switch Online. So I think that that game... Or that, or a game from that series, the Spanky series, is uh, just recently been released by Limited Run Games. I think Limited Run Games also has something with with Natsume. I think Natsume is just trying to make some money off their properties at the moment. Yeah, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, you want a game? <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure there was a Spanky game just put like on a Game Boy cartridge through Limited Run Games or something like that. Very but. nice. Uh, yeah, so that game looks all right, Spanky's Quest, and then, you know, I'd be down to try out Caveman Ninja or Joe and Mac with you. It looks like a decent two-player side-scroller. Is it a platformer? Yeah. Oh, boy, you know, I'm really good at those. <laughs> oh, we just sat through Donkey Kong Country 3. Oh, yeah, speaking of, I think, because it was like, as soon as you died, the other person takes over. I think I probably did like 10% of the game, and you did 90%. Not gonna lie, I was I was here more for like moral support. <laughs> you know, it seemed like at the first um, the first few times we played it, it felt like it was the other way around. I felt like I was constantly dying. Really? Oh well, that that the saw level. Okay, like I want to I want to put this down a record here. So when we first started playing, I guess we didn't realize that like the Y button was running. So there's a level in the game. I don't I can't remember how far it is, but it's like you're climbing up a tree. And there's like a saw at the bottom, so it's like you gotta outrun the saw. And we completed that whole level without running once. Without running. 
Now, as embarrassing as that sounds, we have both played the first two Donkey Kong countries, and I don't know why we just were not holding down the Y button. I have no idea. Yeah, but that's my that's our claim to fame is we beat that level without running once. I think Should that's pretty. I it. think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's that's probably why I felt like I did ten percent because we were on that level for hours on end. And I was constantly dying first. It's because I was fat freaking Kitty Kong. <laughs> yeah. Fat Kitty Kong and he can't run. Like, that was that was on me. <clears throat> oh, I mean, so you're saying the only reason why I did so well on that level is because I was uh, Dixie Kong? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Skinny Dixie Kong. That's right. My only other point of news, I just saw this before coming to the podcast uh injustice gods among us animated movie confirmed and that's only half related to video games because <laughs> obviously the uh the game came before the comics i'm 95 percent sure that's true and um yeah so that's that's gonna be a cool animated movie dc does some killer animated movies and uh, that's the only good yeah, thing dc does cool. Not even gonna snap. Go <laughs> snap. <laughs> All right, so we, uh, yeah, let's get into today's topic. Today, we're gonna discuss some things that we would love to see in future installments of some of our favorite Nintendo franchises. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be going through story and gameplay mechanics and just anything we want to talk about, really. We're gonna read through each IP that this Wikipedia page says Nintendo owns, (laughs) and we'll stop at the ones that we want to discuss. Now, if we don't discuss a certain game, it's not because we hate the game, it's not even because we haven't played the game, but maybe we just don't have any ideas for a sequel for that IP. But yeah, let's get let's go ahead and get started these will be read alphabetically which means the first one up is 1080 you know 1080 degree snowboarding the ip that had two installments and never returned yeah no i've never played it it. (laughs) i've literally never played it i own it i think i own both of them and i have never played them me either collector all right, cool. So next up is Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Hate it. I <laughs> I love Animal Crossing, but I don't really have anything to say. Uh, I don't know. We're still pretty hot off the, the heels of the latest Animal Crossing. It's only been a year, and I don't really see... I don't know. I didn't come up with anything to, to have in a sequel, personally. You must really love it, then. <laughs> Loving it. Next up is Art Academy. Talk to me, Hannah. Um, so this one is you do a lot of art and you're in an academy. <laughs> and that's the summary read right <laughs> off of Wikipedia. Yep. All right. We don't know about this one. This is a Platinum Games game here called Astral Chain. We don't know if Nintendo owns it or not. The last I heard, I don't know if Nintendo actually owns the IP and it's like they can do whatever they want with it. Because obviously Platinum Games developed it but nintendo helped like i don't know finance it or 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 publish it i don't i don't know the specifics but i think nintendo owns it or at least that's what the platinum games guy said maybe i love this game and i know you love this game did you write anything down for a sequel um i didn't write anything down for a sequel but i said uh like i did my likes and dislikes i said the music was amazing 
absolutely amazing. The visuals were also amazing. And I said that I don't really have a concept for the next game, but the game, it wrapped up pretty nicely, but I think a sequel is definitely possible. I think that it will happen. Um, definitely want it to happen, but yeah, I didn't write anything down. I just, I really enjoyed the first game. Yes, I agree. Definitely go play it. Balloon Fight is next. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> Might see it on Nintendo Switch Online someday. After that, we got Battle Clash. Is that a Super Nintendo game? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know anything about Battle Clash. Uh, I think that's like a game that you see at every game store. It's like $5, cart only, no one wants it. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Hmm. Uh, same thing with Astral Chain here. This is Bayonetta. Does Nintendo own this one? No clue. Yeah, don't know. But it's only, I mean, since Nintendo took it on the Wii U, it's only come out on Nintendo consoles. I have the first one on Xbox 360, and I keep meaning to go back and play it. I've been wanting to play a hack and slash lately, but I just haven't sat down and popped it in. But someday soon, I'll put some Bayonetta in. It's good, but it's very difficult. Mm. Like, I'm not I'm not super good at hack and slash games. And I think I only got, like, a few hours in. And I was like, this game is way too hard. And then I'm on the easy setting. There's multiple settings. Dang. I'm on easy, <laughs> and I still suck. Next, we have Big Brain Academy. Is that? So I. What is that? <laughs> it's the same thing as Brain Age. So I, I didn't know that this was a Nintendo IP because I, I knew Brain Age was, but I didn't know Big Brain Academy was because they're not related. They're just both educational DS games. Hmm. Well, I ripped this straight off of Wikipedia. So if it's wrong, blame Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come for our throats, but please do kindly let us know if Big Brain Academy is not a Nintendo IP. Yes. But that's the one I grew up with. I uh, My cousin and I both had that game, and it's actually pretty fun to get your little high scores in there. Um, speaking from, like, you know, a 10 or 12-year-old's experience, I had a blast with it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I don't need a sequel for that. I don't have anything written down. <laughs> but... Bit generations slash art style. What is that, Hannah? <laughs> um. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Bit Trip? Sure. I've heard of <laughs> Bit Trip. I I don't know. I'm probably gonna sound stupid if I keep talking. Next up is Box Boy, and I'm sure you didn't throw the exclamation point at the end of that one. No, you have to scream it. <laughs> Say it again, but scream it. <laughs> no, I can't do that. No. Um. Box Boy is... Really big in Japan. So my cousin totally recommended me this game. It's on Switch. It's it's Box Boy and Box Girl, I think. Uh, it's like... It looks fun. It looks like a little enjoyable, puzzly 2D game. And yeah, I will probably play that one day. I'm pretty sure it's eShop exclusive. Yeah, it probably is. It actually... It's so popular in Japan that it has an amiibo in Japan. Oh, wow. But not in the U.S. Hmm. It probably has a physical release in Japan. Oh, definitely. Next up is Brain Age. Woohoo! What do you got? Um, actually, I do have something on this. So Nintendo just released a new Brain Age. But I was considering Really? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, actually, I'm definitely sure because I know I took a picture for it, of it up for Instagram. But I've really liked that game. That's one of the games that we used to play like on the bus going to like field trips. Everyone had their like <laughs> DS and we'd all play Brain Age. And be like, what age are you? You know, like what age was your mind? They did that all right. the time. Um, but I always thought that it would be really cool to get now that the Switch is region free to get like the Japanese one. Because it'll probably, I mean, it'll teach you, like, Japanese things and, like, how they do math and how they read the stuff. So I always thought that would be really fun, but I have yet to do it. So. Oh, that would be cool. I would like, like, a multi-regional one where you can do, like, different languages and stuff. Hmm. Wouldn't that be neat? Yeah, it'd be like Rosetta Stone on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But far less expensive and far less uh, helpful. <laughs> So what's the story? Are you going to tell me about this, uh, the story of this sequel that you want? Uh, nope, that's it. There is no story. <laughs> I have nothing written down. I've never played Brain Age, but um, next up is Card Hero. I don't know what that is, Hannah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's cards. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but Yu-Gi-Oh not. Yu-Gi-Oh cards? No, I have no okay. idea. No, I literally have no idea. <laughs> Chibi Robo. That's kind of a popular game. I've never played it. Is it popular, though? Is it really? <laughs> it's like five or six games. I don't know. There are? I only know of two. The one for the GameCube oh. and the one for the 3DS that no one bought. There's like, there's some that are Japanese exclusive, and then there's there's at least one on DS here, I think. I don't know. Oh, you're probably right. But I would... Clubhouse Games. Oh, go ahead. I said I would not think that's a very popular game over here. Probably in Japan. They like their tiny, like, electronic things. And it's got chibi in the name. Chibi, mm-hmm. Very <laughs> Japanese. Clubhouse Games. Did you pick up Clubhouse Games 51? No, but I can play it with one of my friends' online Nintendo uh, Switch accounts, so that's exciting. But no, I haven't played it yet. Are you talking about pirating? Pirating? No, 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 no. I just, I have multiple accounts on my Switch. So I can download mm. their uh, eShop games and play. Well, I'm pretty sure Nintendo's listening right now and they're <laughs> on their way to your house. So Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so actually, you know what? <clears throat> I think I have multiple Switches. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's multiple Switches. Color TV game. What is that? I want to say that's like one of their first. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. It's probably a color game that you can play on a TV. I feel like I knew where you were going with that, and I think you might be right, but I don't know. Like one of their first consoles they came out with, it was like something wonky. Yeah, that's like a really generic name, but it sounds like sounds like it. Color TV game. Yep, I don't have anything that I want to see in the sequel of Color TV. Very game, English. Personally. Color 2 <laughs> TV game. Crosswords is up next. That one sounds pretty self-explanatory. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe instead of calculator, next we can have crosswords. <laughs> crosswords and Sudoku. <laughs> That'd be good. That's probably worth 10 bucks. Yeah, you're right. You know, I didn't even hear about the xylophone one until you just told me about it. Isn't that nice? I mean, I feel, Everyone, like, I feel like xylophone would be a little more useful than a calculator. Everybody was roasting the calculator, but I didn't hear a, a single thing about the xylophone. Yep. 
calculator team was like, you know what? Let's put our xylophone app on there too. While everyone's talking <laughs> yeah, about the calculator. Yeah, where's the calculator IP on this list? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> what else do we have? Cruising. Woo, cruising. Yeah. That's like cruising world and cruising exotica and all those. Oh yeah, there's only one cruising that spells it that way. Cruise in. Did I highlight that so one? So those, uh, yeah, you did. Oh shoot, did I? Okay, well, I really like those games, and I think that they should have like a new arcadey one on the Switch, just because those games are super duper fun. The music's fun, the visuals are fun, the girls waving the flags, those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's a game that I rented a ton on N64, and eventually, I think my dad and I ended up buying it. We just had a blast with that game, Cruising USA in particular. Um, and lately, I've actually been wanting to go back and play that, um, just because you can't ever go wrong with like a couple of like like an hour of a freaking Cruising USA or Cruising World. You can't go wrong. I agree. It's just it's just fun, just plain fun. Um. And you know what else? I just bought a Game Boy Advance Cruisin' that I didn't know existed, but it's a pretty hard to find game, actually. It's a pretty rare, uncommon game. I forget what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, there's a cruising game on Game Boy Advance. That's probably the last one in the series. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm surprised they didn't continue that on GameCube, at least. Those you you like constantly see those at arcades or even restaurants that have arcades. That's like such a popular machine. They're the best arcade games. They're the best <laughs> arcade racers. Like even Mario Kart has an arcade racer, but it's just, it's not as fun. You freaking pump that pedal and you make your car go down the thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can't beat that. Yeah. All right, next up, Custom Robo. I did not know that was a Nintendo IP. Nope, me either. Um, I know there's a GameCube game. Japan might have gotten a, a different game on N64 or something, but that's it. Not going to try to go into that. I don't know the next, this next four one of these. For me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Daigaso Band Brothers, if that's even Japanese. And then Densetsu no uh, Starfy. Definitely not a Japanese word. Um, Dylan's Rolling Western. I don't know what any of these are. So Starfy's uh the legendary the legendary Starfy is a DS game that we have, but I think that's the only one North America got. And I want to say there's like five Starfy games out there. So definitely more popular in not the West. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dylan's Rolling Western. I have never heard of that. Me either. It's probably some like NES title that no one's ever heard of. What's a rolling so western? Now we got... <laughs> yeah, what the heck. Now we got Donkey Kong, and that's going to be split up into some subcategories. So, let's start with Donkey Kong Country. Okay. I think I highlighted that one, but I don't have anything for it. Which is hmm. sad. It could have been me, because I have some notes for it. Um, so, my experience with the latest entry, obviously, it's Tropical Freeze. I did not play the special uh, Switch version that comes with Funky Kong. Mm. I played it on Wii U and absolutely loved that game. I've played it twice now, both times cooperatively. 
Uh, I really wish that you and I could play these games online because I will probably be playing these games until I die. The the Donkey Kong Country Returns on Wii and Tropical Freeze on Wii U, all fantastic games, all two of them. <laughs> um, I personally think that they don't need to go a 3D route. Now, I'm not against it. If they can make an Odyssey-style Donkey Kong game, then that's fine with me. But I understand that just because the Odyssey team would be making the game doesn't mean it's going to be an Odyssey-style game. Um, But if they went that route, I'd be down. If they go a 2D route, I'm still down. But honestly, make a direct sequel to Tropical Freeze. Everything about that game is perfect. I don't think anything needs to change. I think the difficulty level is perfect. The length of the game is perfect. The collectibles in there are solid. Um, If they were going to add something, maybe add some new Animal Friends. You know, nobody complains about Animal Friends. The uh, we got Squawks the parrot. Freaking, um, help me out here. What's the spider's name? Uh, bro, you know how many times we looked this up. I know. I had the manual out. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I know. just called him Speeder. <laughs> Man, that game was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Despite all the pain, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but there were certainly some levels on there where it's like, oh my god, dude, we're never gonna do this. We've been out for like an hour and a half. No way. So there was a lot to appreciate in three, and we saw them go crazy with the game mechanics at times. I would love to see some more wild mechanics. And, um, you know, just things I never even would have thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there were some pretty cool mechanics in there. I remember the fish that would eat things and you had to kind of keep him away from mm-hmm. from the spiny things. Don't that make was him cool. angry. Yeah, that one was good. I just, yeah, I remember the intern level. Which was just like... Th- Which one? The intern level where there was like all the animals, like all the fishes you could use. And it was super duper oh. easy. But it was like, <laughs> wow. And now we're on this one. Oh, no, no, no. It was all the animals. It was Ellie. It was the spider. It was, I'm pretty sure Squawks was there. They were all there. (laughs) That was a fun one. Yeah, that was a good time. Lots of good levels in that game. Uh, But Kitty Kong, not the best. Do not recommend. Don't put Kitty Kong. That's what I can say. Don't put Kitty Kong in the next DKC game. Or just make them a little better. A little faster. (laughs) Uh, next up, we have Mario vs. Donkey Kong, also part of the DK series, uh, or the DK IP, I guess. I just played, I know I mentioned it earlier, I, I played one of the DS games in this series, and yeah, I don't I don't have anything to say. I think those games are fine. Uh, if they were going to make a sequel, they would really need to ramp up the difficulty, because that was one of the easiest games I've ever played. Except for maybe one or two levels at the end, but really easy game. Really? Have you ever played them? I have not, no. There's like a GBA one, two on the DS. They had something on the Wii U, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, next is Donkey Konga. Did you highlight that one? I did highlight that one because everyone knows I like rhythm games. I like Guitar Hero. It's like one of my favorite games ever. And I really enjoy it. I'm pretty sure I own all of them. All the Donkey Konga. There's Don- or shoot. There's Donkey Konga 1 and 2. And then there's like Jungle, Jungle Beat. Jungle Beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all essentially the same thing. But I was saying that I think the Switch is in need of more rhythm games. And I would love to be able to play Nintendo songs. Like you could on the GameCube. 
Oh my gosh, that's all you need. That is all you need. And I was thinking, like, the one main example, the one main song that I want to play, other than, like, Zelda songs, is that freaking bomb-ass song from Mario Odyssey. I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one that, like, Pauline sings, and it was, like, marketed as, like, (laughs) the Super Mario Odyssey song. Wouldn't that be so fun to play? That's perfect, yeah. You don't even need to to sell us bongos, because the Joy-Cons can handle that. Yeah, just, like, swing them down. Like, like your like drumsticks, you know? You know what? I'm down for that. Maybe Doesn't not at $60, fun? but I'd be down for that. Yeah. I uh, So Jungle Beat's not the same. Have you played it? Uh, well, I guess not. What's Jungle Beat? <laughs> it's just a 2D platformer where you move left and right with the bongos. You, like, hit both of them to jump. Oh. Not ringing a bell? No. So what did I play? Yeah. I remember maybe it was just one and two. I swear I played Jungle Bee, but maybe not. I I played a little bit of the first game, Conga, and I remember they had the Pokemon theme song on there. Yep. That was too cool. Yep. See? Isn't that fun? We need that. I might have to break out the bongos after this podcast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you should. I didn't write anything down for Donkey Konga. Next up is DK King of Swing. So, unless I'm wrong and there's, like, a hidden Japanese game, this was a one-of-one, and it was just a GBA game, and it used motion on the console, maybe? Maybe I'm making that up. I don't think it used motion, Hannah. I think it's just a game. Um, Don't ask me. But, yeah, that one can rest in peace. I don't think it was very well-received. Pretty weird game. I remember watching some gameplay of it. Um, Doshin the Giant. Have you heard of this one? I've heard of it, but I've never played it. That's like the giant I've orange, heard of it. orange thingy, right? Orange guy. Yeah, I I think he's orange. He's on GameCube, and he's a Japanese exclusive. Maybe in Europe too. I'm not sure, but never came to North America. Uh, didn't know it was a Nintendo IP though. Yeah, we me have either. Earthbound slash the Mother series. No, you you haven't played Earthbound, have you? Nope, I've played nothing. I know nothing of Mother. One day I'll play Mother 2 Earthbound, but not right now. Next up is Electroplankton. So that sounds like a rhythm game. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I don't know what that is. You know anything about Endless Ocean? I know that it came out on the Wii, and that it's like an ocean exploration game. There are two games on the Wii. And that's it. That's the whole series. Yep. That would be um, that would be a fun one to put on the Switch, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the heck it's about. I don't know if it's just like watching over your fish in a fish tank, or uh, no, it's endless ocean, so it's probably not a fish tank. Um, <laughs> just in a fish tank. The end. Well, it's their endless ocean. <laughs> so, fun fact: this game, one of these games, if not both of them, used the We Speak accessory. So if you ever wanted to feel like Aquaman, you could indeed yell commands at the fish in Endless Ocean. Swim! (laughs) Eat! (laughs) Like that? I have not used the... I've not played this game at all, so I certainly haven't used the accessory on it. Uh, A few years ago, I boxed up my We Speak accessory. I detached it from my TV where it had been for over a decade and... Yeah, and now it's in its box where it belongs. 
may he rest in peace. <laughs> Excite! Alright, so we have Excite Truck and Excite Bots, but more important than either of those is Excite Bike, which I don't see listed on here. Um, yeah, that's a series that exists, and I, I've never heard of Excite Bots. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Excite Truck came out on Wii, and probably no connection to Excite Bike on NES, but. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to move on. We got Famicom Detective Club. Which So tell me what you know about this one. I know that they just made a couple of new games. Yeah, well, I think previously they were only released in Japan. And so the ones that came to the Switch were, I believe, were the first U.S. release of any Famicom games. Obviously, because it's Famicom and not Nintendo Entertainment System <clears throat> De- Detective Club. But um, <laughs> yeah, they just, I think they're, I think they're out now. Just released on the Switch. They're like graphic novel like detective kind of deal i've never mm-hmm. played a graphic novel game so i wouldn't know but yeah that's what they are they look really good i mean i love the art style but other than that yeah, I, I remember I know watching like a direct or something recently and they looked interesting <clears throat> all right you got anything to say about fire emblem <sighs> you know i had it highlighted just in case that i wanted to talk about it but i really don't like and I and I don't have Xenoblade Chronicles down for the same reason is that I don't think I could come up with anything better. Like I'm not saying the series is perfect by any means, but like I don't think I could even come up with some of the crazy concepts that they do. You know what I'm saying? So you just want to leave it to the experts? I'll just leave it to the experts, man. They've they've proved <laughs> that they can do it over and over again. That's fair. That is fair. So that would include Fire Emblem Warriors and tokyo mirage sessions hashtag fe and uh yeah that's it no nothing to say about those Mm -mm. we have flip note studio like a one-off 3ds game right sure (laughs) fluidity yep we got fossil fighters that's a 3ds game there might be two on 3ds that's all i'm gonna say about those we got F1 Race. Uh, that sounds like something I've seen on the original Game Boy mm-hmm. and probably didn't know it was a Nintendo IP. That's that's all I got. And I'm just moving along quickly because I know that you have absolutely nothing to say about these games. Nope. F-Zero. Talk to me. Um, A Falcon Punch. <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you ever played F-Zero, Hannah? I have played F-Zero. I played the, I guess it's the first one on the uh, SNES Mini. And I was like, this is not for me. It's too fast paced. It almost kind of made me sick. <laughs> like motion sick. Yeah. So, no, I put that down real quick. I have very little experience with F-Zero myself. I probably own almost all of them, but very little experience. We have Game & Watches. So, the latest one... You know what? I bet on the Wikipedia it's not talking about Game & Watches. It's probably talking about the Game & Watch games uh-huh. on Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. But regardless, we have nothing to say. Yep. Golden Sun. There are three games. Haven't played any of them. I bet you'd be into those, Hannah. I bet I would, but they're so expensive. They're all Game Boy Advance, right? Two GBA and one on DS. Yeah, they're expensive. 
Hotel Dusk. I have no idea. It's gotta what that be is. a Japanese game. I don't know what that is. Uh, Kid Icarus. That one I'd like to see return. Because I heard the 3DS game was super duper fun and super underrated. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would like to try the 3DS one. I don't really have any interest in the other two games, but I don't know. Pit is in Smash Bros. Pit and what's her name? Palatina. Mm-hmm. Almost they said Polenta. In... <laughs> uh, they're both in Smash. Like there's some kind of major series. So like I don't know that that just seems like they should revive that that IP. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people would be here for it. I agree. What do you? All right, so we got Kirby, Kirby Air Ride, and Kirby Fighters. I can only imagine which one of these you want to talk about. Well, I think you're wrong because the one I'm talking about is just normal old Kirby, 2D Kirby's. So the last game I played in the series was Kirby Star Allies, um, and so I liked the music. The music was fine. I liked the way the game looked. Like I think the graphics were really pretty. Everything looked was like bright and colorful and fun. Um, and the other Kirby friends that you had, there was like three, I don't know what they're called, just like buddies or partners that you have with you. They were actually like pretty smart. Like, you know how sometimes the AI you're playing with are like really freaking dumb. You're like, come on, please just hurry up. But they were actually pretty smart. They did what you're supposed to do. They like pulled handles and solved puzzles and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there were a lot of collectibles, which I guess was fun. And if you wanted to hundred percent the game. I guess it would take it a little longer, but that leads me into my dislikes, which is the game was way too easy and way too mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. I think the game was literally like three hours. Yeah, I saw you post that on Instagram the other day. That I mean, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was rushed or or what, but it was it was just bad. And then the game was too reliant on like multiplayer. Like I said, you have buddies with you. And they're like AI, but like you're supposed to have friends playing with you, like three other friends. I don't have three other friends, especially not ones that have Kirby games. <laughs> so it was, it was just, it felt empty and boring, and it just, it was not a fun experience for a single player. And I hate games like that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Games that are way too reliant on on having people to play with. I mean, it's great when you have friends, but when you don't. Um, and so I guess what I want for the next game is. To return more to, like, its traditional roots, you know, like, single-player only. Or, I mean, you can have multiplayer. I'm not saying I'm not against multiplayer. But, like, be more of a single-player campaign. And if you have two players, great. That's awesome. But it's not going to take away from the single-player experience. Um, And just make it longer, man. Like. Yep. Just. Ugh. And make it more difficult. Or at least give you, like, a difficult setting. Like, oh, if you want to play easy, that's fine. That's cool, but you can also do, like, hard, which is, like, normal. <laughs> or, like, N64 version. And then, of course, I've said this a jillion times, but I would love a Kirby Air Ride 2. I'd love that game. Would love a sequel. Would love a port. But, you know, sequels are cool, too. That's all I really have to say, though. Just make them more Just make them more difficult, more challenging. I mean, it was like a child's game. My comments... Game. My, yeah, absolutely. My comments are pretty similar. I wrote that... The obviously the difficulty for the love of God, just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so here's something they could do: follow the new Super Mario game strategy, where you have a four-player option, but not like Star Allies, where you had to be Kirby's little helpers. Mm-hmm. I really was not a fan of that, and I've not 
even wanted to play that game cooperatively. Um, I want a Kirby game that's going to have four Kirbys, all equal, like no one's better than the other, like no one's begging to be first player because second, third, and fourth players suck. Like, I don't want that. Um, so, like, I don't care if it makes sense in the story. Just, like, come up with something that, that cloned Kirby and now there's four Kirbys. Like, I don't really care what the reason is. Um, so, even in... Even in um, the Wii game, Return to Dreamland, I just played that one last year, I think, and it was like, it was four player, or two player at least, but it was, you could be Meta Knight, you could be King DDD, and then like Waddle D or whatever that little red dude's name is, <laughs> um, but still none of them were the same as Kirby. You couldn't suck in any enemy you wanted to, and I just don't like that. I don't know why it's like such an issue to have four equivalent players. Um uh, so another option they could go with if they don't want to make it four player is go the Donkey Kong Country route where it's a two player co-op experience. You guys have slightly different um, perks, you know, like Kitty Kong was a fat, obese human, but he was strong, <laughs> but not a human. He was a monkey. And then, um, you know, Dixie can swirl through the air with her hair. So like have King DDD and Kirby team up or, or Meta Knight and Kirby. I don't care. But. I don't know. It it just sounds like I am I'm just a consumer and I have like all these great ideas for Kirby. Like why can't y'all at How Labs figure this out? I don't understand. Kirby games should be better. They should be mm-hmm. way longer. They should be harder. It's I I've played a few Kirby games in my life and I don't know if they're all easy, but all the ones I've played have been way too easy. It's cuz Sakurai's too busy with Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Oh, oh, and another thing, more power-ups slash enemies. I think that it gets pretty repetitive pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no reason not to have a ton of different enemies and a ton of different power-ups. I think that would be awesome. I concur. Wow, that was very, very good. Thanks. I think at least eight hours is how long the next Kirby game needs to be. Especially if I'm paying $60. I agree. Very much agree. That was that was pretty ranty. That was pretty ranty. Wow. Whew. Take a second to <laughs> cool not off like there. Me. <laughs> the only other game that makes me that heated is Super Mario Party. Oh. But we'll have to wait a few, uh, oh, few minutes no. for that one. <laughs> All right, we got Kururin, and I'm pretty sure you know <laughs> absolutely nothing about it. No. You're laughing at how Caucasian it was when it left my mouth. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So I actually own the, I don't know if it's the game of this IP or one of the games, but I own it in the Japanese Game Boy Advance form. And it is supposed to be, I haven't played it, it's supposed to be a really tough puzzly game. And I bought it because it looks like a blast, but I have not tried to sit down with you and like translate it and read through the menu options. Um... And also, I found out there's a European version. I don't know why I bought the Japanese version, <laughs> but there is a European version, so I could be playing this game in English. So that's my mistake. But anyways, that's it for uh, that word that I won't say again. No, please say it again. It was so funny. <laughs> Magical star sign. What the heck is that? Right. What is that? I-, I thought I was a Nintendo fan, but I guess not. Apparently not. We have Magnetica, and also, what the heck is that? 
Uh, and <laughs> the big one that we've all been waiting for, Mario. So we're going to go alphabetically here, but the first one up is Mario Kart. What do you got? Oh, boy, do I have a lot to say about Mario Kart. Well, I think we talked about it a lot previously in one of our other podcasts. But I would like to see... Well, I guess... Okay, first let me first let me go with what I liked about Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So the first thing I liked about it, I thought it controlled really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the game looked great. The, ma- the music was amazing. Um, and it also it was easy for newcomers to play, which I know is kind of like a staple of Mario Kart, but like... My dad played it, <laughs> and he's not a gamer. My mom <laughs> played it, and she's not a gamer. I felt like it was wow. it was more difficult for them to play like the Wii version. They're like, nah, not having it. But this one was a lot easier. Um, I also like the character customization. There was like the the character, like the cart they're using, and like the little kite thing. I think that was fun. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's in the Wii version. I don't think it is. Hmm. Couldn't tell you. It's been so long. Yeah. Same. Um. And then I liked that there was the addition of other Nintendo characters. Like, for the Wii U, you could pay extra. I think it was, like, $5. You got, like, Link and, like, a Hyrule course. And then there's Isabelle and Animal Crossing courses. And then the Inklings were added in later. Um, the online ran pretty good. The online for the Wii U was... It ran fine, but, like, there wasn't a whole lot to do. It was, like, collect coins or, like, race people, which was fine. But Deluxe definitely... Um, give us more to do online. I mean, the balloon popping is like one of my freaking favorites. I think a lot of people were upset when they didn't have battle mode. But they do now, in, uh, so that's fun. Uh, and the things that I disliked. Uh, like I said, I mean, the online was awful on the Wii U, but they fixed it on the uh, Switch, which was nice. And then, so from the next Mario Kart game, it's not Mario Kart 9, I, was, I assume they could call it that, but it's like the Nintendo Kart kind of thing we've already talked yeah. about a little bit but like they already have link um and hyrule and inklings and isabella in it so i think it'd be really fun to get be like be like the super smash of mario kart but not have like third party ips like, i don't want to race around as like cloud or like you know <laughs> pac-man or like sonic just leave it to like nintendo ips i think that would be really fun they've already kind of done it so i don't see why they wouldn't so I guess my main example here would be like like a Pokemon course. Like this is the course I had in my mind. It's a Pokemon track, right? So you can race as like Charizard or like Pikachu or whatever. Or Ash. I mean, I guess he's a person. But you're racing <laughs> through the map of like Let's Go Pikachu. So you're starting in Pilot Town. You're racing through Viridian City and Pewter City, but like as 3D. Not like the pixely stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. like at the very end, it's like the it's like the Wario with the ski slopes. Like it's only one direction, and then once you get to the end, you're done. But I figured like the last part of the level is like you're in the gym, you or not, but like Pokemon are battling, like giant Pokemon are battling around you in this giant gym, and you have to like avoid the Pokemon attacks, like you do with like the that fire and amazing. stuff. Then that's not fun. That's such an awesome idea. But. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome, but keep it keep it to Nintendo stuff. I don't I don't think we need a super hyped up Mario Kart, you know, character reveal. Um, so I pretty much said a lot of the same stuff. I said well, I guess my experience with Mario Kart 8 pretty similar except I didn't play Deluxe. I loved Mario Kart 8. I think right behind Double Dash, I think it is my favorite Mario Kart. It is really good graphically 
just a beautiful game and like that's as to be expected with a first party game on a first party console it was i wrote down nintendo kart as well i don't really have an issue i didn't have an issue until you said that with non-nintendo characters i think uh cloud would be pretty freaking weird like anything that like anyone that's an actual human <laughs> is probably going to be kind of weird because it's just such a kiddie game. At least in Smash, you're beating each other up. But I don't know. Uh, I, I think Sonic would be a good fit. I think any animated character from a non-Nintendo IP would, would be pretty cool. Um, but I did write down that a double dash mechanic in the next game would be awesome. And it doesn't have to be the entire game. It could just be like one mode where you're playing doubles if you want to call it that, I think that would be pretty neat because I loved it. I love switching between characters and each character having a uh, a special item. What do you think about that? I when I played Double Dash, I wasn't a super huge fan, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask. But yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, giving players more options and, and more ways to play never seems like a bad idea. Never seems like a bad idea. I also wrote down more maps. I don't think that Mario Kart 8 was lacking, but you can never go wrong with more maps. Mm-hmm. I do like that, like, they always be, are sure to include um, previous Mario Kart maps. I think that's neat. I think that's super freaking cool. And they even have different versions of, like, similar levels. Like, aren't there two versions of, like, Rainbow Road? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's super awesome. I wrote... DLC characters in the Super Smash Brothers style. And, you know, I don't think that anything has kept Smash alive like these DLC characters have. Like these, this pass, what is it called? Uh, Fighter's Pass. Yeah, so that that has kept this game alive, I feel like. And, like, Smash is always going to be played. Even if they never make another Smash again, people are going to be playing this game until, until the Switch just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. But... I do think that the DLC characters keep Smash relevant and I don't know. I could totally see them doing it with Mario Kart, but I guess it only works if they're doing non Nintendo IPs. I don't know. That's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. I think that would be cool. I would probably, I'd probably buy it. The driver's pass for Nintendo Kart. (laughs) That'd be fun. If I mean, if they did a few, like that wouldn't bother me. But I don't know. It just seems like they don't really need all the hype for Mario Kart because everyone's gonna buy Mario Kart anyways. The single best-selling racing game of all time, all and the time. best-selling Nintendo Switch game. Mm-hmm. And counting, it's still that, going. That's so crazy because it was a port from another console, and it's still the best-selling game on the Switch. Yep. I do think it's only a matter of time. Whether we get a Mario Kart or a Nintendo Kart, I think that the clock is ticking. Maybe we'll see it next month at E3. Who knows? Maybe. We have... What else did I write? An actual story mode would be cool. Not just, like, get gold on all the maps. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just me. I don't know if people care about that. But, yeah. I'm a big fan of, of actual story modes. That would be fun. That's all I got for Mario Kart. Moving on with the Mario IP, we have 3D Mario. Do yes. you have anything? Uh, of course I do. I have almost a whole <laughs> page here. 
Okay. Here we go. So, latest 3D Mario game I played, and probably you played as well as Super Mario Odyssey. Um, the things I liked about it, I really liked Cappy. I thought he was a super fun character, and I also liked the capture mechanic. I think it you made the gameplay really unique. You could capture different creatures and blah, 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 and use their powers. I think that was awesome. Um, and then the story really surprised me in this one. Usually it's just like, a, oh, Bowser's, you know, captured Princess Peach and you got to save her, which is like the story for every Mario game. But this one was kind of different. He was like forcing her to like marry him. And then he had like some <laughs> minions that are out to get you. I thought that was super fun. Yeah. Not in depth, not like an RPG, but I mean, it was still something other than just, you know, save Princess Peach. And yep. at the end, and in the end, she was like, I'm an independent woman. I don't have to ma- be married to anyone. And it was like, heck yeah, <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, and then the music, like we said, the Pauline song, oh, is amazing. There's like I'm usually not even a big fan of like songs with lyrics in games, but that was a heck of a song. That was a super catchy song. There's I don't I don't I don't know if you considered mechanic, but there's a way to like play certain songs whenever you want. And I've had that song on repeat over and over and over and over again while I was playing the game. It was just so good. <laughs> uh, and then being able to customize Mario, I thought was super fun. He had so many oh, different yeah. costumes. And then you could even turn him into, which plays on like the nostalgia, you can turn him into Super Mario 64 Mario, where he's like all blocky. That was super fun. That was huge. That was awesome. That's that's how I played as soon as I unlocked that costume. Yeah. Um, And then things I disliked. There's actually quite a bit. Um, There was no freaking hub world, man. So like in Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine, there's like one land. Oh. Or, like, one castle that you're in. And every level, like, branches out from that. I really missed that in this one. It was fine. It. it was fine because I guess you're traveling from, like, one kingdom to the next. I don't know. I just liked going back to, like, one land. It made everything feel, like, more connected. Yeah. Uh, What's next? Oh. And I mentioned nostalgia as, like, a plus. Like, something that I liked. But there was a freaking lot of it, dude. There was, like, so many parts where it's just 2D platform Mario, which I thought was fine, but mm. there was just, it was a lot. Like, even the, the whole sequence with, like, the Donkey Kong thing and, and New Donk City, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's just it's just nostalgia after nostalgia. I think there's a good amount, and then there's a bad amount, and this was bordering on, like, too much. Mm. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. I didn't think it was too much, but I, I I'm listening. <laughs> I think that it doesn't need to rely on nostalgia for people to love Mario. Like everyone's gonna love Mario. It's freaking Mario. You know, as as collectors and like retro gamers that we are, I think it's like these people that have switches, the commoner, they're not seeing eight bit Mario every day. And uh I don't know, I think it's a lot less of a big deal for them. Or maybe I should say it's more of a big deal for them. It's like, oh my gosh, I played this as a kid. I remember this. Like, that's pretty cool. Oh, and for us, it's right. like, yeah, you know, I've, I've played this yesterday. It's <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> I literally saw this yesterday. Yeah, you're probably right. I didn't even think of that. Uh, next thing is there were too many moons. Like, there's like, isn't there like a thousand moons? <laughs> this from the woman that freaking, oh my gosh, you know what I'm about to say? The Korok seeds. Yeah, but I felt like all of those were a challenge. This one was just like, step to the right and hit this block and you get a moon. Woo! You know, I didn't feel like that way. With Legend of Zelda. I don't know. I just, it, it was like, 
It diminished the accomplishment of finding one. Like, at least the Korok seeds were, like, actually hidden. And some of them were hidden pretty well. You know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they are. That just It just felt like it was just too many. Like, in the original Mario, there's only 120. And even you don't need all of those to win to beat the game, which I guess you don't need all of them to beat the game here. I don't know. It just it just felt like too much. Just too many moons everywhere. Did you 100% Odyssey? Dude, no. Oh, okay. No, I didn't either. I got, like, 500 and I was done. See? That's a freaking lot, man. A thousand? Yeah. <laughs> even there was only four or no. 900 Korok seeds? I don't know, but that wasn't the main point of the game. You know what I'm saying? Collecting moons yeah. is the main part of Super Mario Odyssey. Collecting Korok seeds was just an extra. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't love Mario Odyssey as much as I lived Breath of the Wild to explore the world for that long. Moving yeah, on. Um, this is just a minor complaint, but like... When entering the worlds for Super Mario 64 and Sunshine, like, it gave you the name of the star or the moon star or shine sprite that you were going after. So at least you got, like, a little hint. Like, I felt like there were no hints at all for any of the <laughs> moons you're finding in Odyssey. It was yeah. just like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, plant this seed in this pot and then hopefully something shoots out at me, you know? <laughs> That's true, yeah. So I like that you could pick, like, a specific one. You're like, I'm going to go collect all the eight coins in this level, you know? Yeah. That was that was a big thing for me. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. There you um, have it, folks. A page worth of 3D Mario notes. Yeah, well then I have what I like from the the series in general. Uh, kind of what I want for the next game. Obviously a hub world. I think that I was really missing that. Um, and then I like the more sandboxy, like open worldy kind of Mario games. Like I don't like... I know you're going to hate it when I say it, but I don't like the 3D worlds. I don't like the 3D lands. Super Mario Galaxy was kind of that way. Like, I feel like you just followed a specific path. Don't like those. I like to be able to roam around. Odyssey did that very well. Um, And then, if a Mario game is good enough, I don't think it needs, like, a fancy mechanic. Like, I don't think it needs Cappy, and I don't think it needs Flood. Like, if it's just a good game with good platforming, like, I don't really think it needs those. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, there's a new Mario game. What's the gimmick gonna be this time? Like, I feel like that's just kind of the thing. Did Galaxy have a gimmick besides gravity? The gimmick was being in space and being like spherical and moving around right, in spheres. Like that... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Super Mario yeah. 64 didn't have that, and I like that one just fine. I know I compare everything to that, but, like... Oh, that's a good comparison, though. Didn't have one, and it's still regarded as one of the best games. That's all I have to say, though. If anything, the next game in the series, it can have a mechanic, like a Cappy or a Flood. It doesn't necessarily need it, in my opinion, but it can have it. I want it with a HUD world. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. I really loved the uh, Princess Peach's castle at the end when you finally got the Mario 64 costume mm -hmm. suit, whatever. That was super cool. And you actually collected the uh, stars instead of moons. That was fun. Right. All right. So I, I'm not going to say much about Odyssey. I freaking loved it. And I don't know. I, I didn't 100% it. I got about 500 stars and that was it. Loved the game. But tell me what you think of this idea. I came up with my own little uh, theme for the next game. Ooh. 
Bring it a on. A little time travel would be pretty cool. So Mario through the ages. So same style as Odyssey where you collect stars in each world or whatever. But Mario's going through different time periods. You got the prehistoric. You got the Stone Age, the medieval, the modern, the futuristic, etc. And, you know, after so many stars, you can power your time machine or something and get on to the next level. I think that would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Dude, that is such a good idea. Thank you. I just finished writing my email to Nintendo. That is such a good idea. Thanks. Could you, I mean, we already had dinosaurs, so it's canon in the in the Mario right. universe. Dude, that sounds awesome. I think awesome. that's where my uh, I think that's where my idea rooted from was the dinosaur in Odyssey. We can have some cavemen toads. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's yep. a good idea. That is a good idea. And it's a good thing they're listening. Yeah. You got that, Nintendo? Write that down. <laughs> All right, talk to me about freaking Mario Party. Okay, well, I feel like I'm not going to be as ranty as you are going to be. <laughs> um, I'll spare the listeners. I've done it enough. Okay, so Super Mario Party was the last game that I played. I liked the mini games. I think they really utilized the motion controls and the Joy-Cons, like, perfectly. Don't you agree? Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. The Joy-Cons were a very nice experience. Yeah, I agree. Um... And then I also enjoyed, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like we're on the little raft. It's like river survival or something. And you float down the river and you play with your friends and you like pick mini games along the way and you get to pick your path. Me and my roommate played that a lot. That was really fun. It was really easy for her to get into. You didn't have to worry about like any of the game mechanics or anything like that. Hmm. It's really good for newcomers. Um, and then I also liked that the game returned to a more traditional form, like a Monopoly style play, like everyone is separate and everyone does their own thing versus like the... I don't even know what Nintendo was thinking here, but like every every player sits in a cart and you go together. Mario Party 10. Is that 10? Yeah, that was awful. I never played that, but I could imagine how awful that was. And then yeah, I didn't play it either. The dislikes, the game boards and the game in general just kind of felt empty. Like there wasn't a whole lot to do. The game boards were boring and just like vanilla. I would just say the whole game was pretty vanilla. Mm. Even the items were vanilla. Like, there wasn't any fun items. It was, like, just your typical, like, mushrooms and blah, 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 and coins. Was, yeah, for real. It was not very creative. They spent their creativity budget on the games, on the mini games, and not the boards. <laughs> That's all I got, though. You know, they had that 3DS game recently, obviously recently, but it was, uh like, what, top 100 mini games? Mm -hmm. I wonder how that was. Oh, I yeah. I never played that one. Um, cause that was like something I thought would be cool. I think, I think I thought of that, I'm not trying to be uh, that guy, but I think <laughs> I totally had that thought before they made that game. And I was like, they could totally do like a greatest hits, but I don't know. You don't think of multiplayer when you're playing on a freaking handheld. No, we not really. Use, <laughs> we could use like Mario Kart consistently brings back classic maps. I don't see why we couldn't have the best games come into some of the future Mario parties. But, um, yep, my experience with the latest entry, Super Mario Party, was was a good game. I had fun with it, but there's so many things that they just did wrong. And they fixed one of them recently. They added online play. So we're in 2018 when this game launched, and you couldn't play online. It just seems ridiculous. So they fixed that, and I heard people say, actually my friends in, in a different podcast said that, 
it could be that they are preparing for Super Mario Party 2 and they're kind of testing the waters with online play in this Super Mario Party. Or, you know, it could just be that they're, they just wanted to add online. So I don't know. Um, but I think that a new Super Mario Party or a new Mario Party title should be eight players locally. So, like, Smash on the Wii U could do eight players locally. There's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't be able to play a giant party game with, with eight people. And I think it should have online play. It seems like they will not make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. I think we need at least 100 quality mini games. So, I went and looked it up. Mario Party 3 had 70 quality mini games. And that game, my favorite, I haven't played all. 15 mario parties but i loved mario party 3 and i can still go back and play that not even from a nostalgic standpoint i just think those mini games were really like top tier quality um super mario party had 80 and they weren't top tier they were good mini games but i think that they could get old pretty quickly um but i like i said they did great with joy con that was pretty awesome Mm -hmm. and you know, definitely continue using the Joy-Con in a future Mario Party title. Yep. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm okay with them pulling some fan favorite mini games from past games. Incorporate the Joy-Con into some of the old games for all I care. Like just uh, remaster the mini games. <laughs> um, so I think we need 12 plus maps. I think they all need to be large because Super Mario Party has like six tiny maps. And that was probably the biggest shortcoming in Super Mario Party. The The maps were so unbelievably small. If you played the smallest round possible, which is like maybe 10 turns, you would be going around the map in places you've already been maybe three times. Like, it's it's crazy. Hmm. I was just not a fan. I didn't even um, think of that. I think... Star locations should not feel repeated. I feel like in Super Mario Party, you you could like only have maybe five different spots that the star would land. And I could be wrong, but that's what it felt like. And not a fan of that. <laughs> um, if you're going to advertise a mode that has two Switch compatibility, so two different consoles connected, it should be more than just a handful of minigames. I understand not every mini game could be compatible, but there was like maybe 10 or less that were compatible with that. And that was a huge, huge advertisement. I think they advertised that in 2017 before the Switch was even launched. So there was a lot of hype writing on that feature, at least for me. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where you could put your two Switches together. Yeah, and on the advertisement, they always showed that tank mini game. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, here's one thing I came up with. Right, right, Jesus. Came up with is what if you could create, like, your own map? Yeah, why not? Like, what you, like, what negative spots you want, what positive spots, where you want, like, the little shops to be or where you want, like, traps to be. Doesn't necessarily need to be, like, the Mario Maker of, like, Mario Party, but... I don't know, at least give us more to choose from. I can't believe that's not a thing already. That seems very Nintendo-y. It does seem very Nintendo-y. Or make the maps like 3D. Like multi-dimensional. 
I think that would be fun. Yep, that would be super cool. Or, I mean, in addition to, I guess, you could be, you should be able to, like, choose how big your map is. Like, if you want a tiny map, I don't, I mean, tiny maps are fine. Or, like, a medium map or, like, a large map, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, different versions of the same map. That might be a good good idea. So I think some people actually like to travel the whole map versus not traveling in a few turns. Are you some people? Um, no, actually, that was a really good point. I had not even thought about how big the map was. I've only played one, two, in Super Mario Party, so I guess I, I, I don't know that much about the series. But I didn't even gotcha. consider the size of the map. Um, yeah. What one point you made that I hadn't thought of was the items were pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. They were uh, pretty weak. Um. So yeah, the only other things I have in actual story mode would be cool. And to be quite honest, I have not played the game single player. So if there is a story mode, I wouldn't even know about it. Is there a story mode? I don't think there is. No. Okay. And uh, a huge character roster, because why the heck not? Like, if I want to play as Kitty Kong from Donkey Kong Country 3, then throw him in there. Like, I don't... It's not hurting anybody. Yeah, you're right. Mario Party and... No, Mario and Friends Party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what was a good... I will give another um, positive for Super Mario Party. I enjoyed the dice mechanic. I thought that was pretty cool. So, you could have allies on the map. Um... You would so each character had their own custom dice block, and you know Mario's got one through six. But if you have Yoshi or something, then it would be like one one three six six or something. Like it, each dice block was different, and um, they would kind of reflect the character's personality for the most part. Like Bowser had some, you lose two coins on one side of his <laughs> dice block, or mm-hmm. or like same thing with King Boo or whatever. Um, I think just regular booze in that game. But anyways, that was pretty cool. Good on Super Mario Party for that. That was like the the gimmick of that game was the dice block. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, you're right. All right. Try to keep it short. But uh, let's uh, let's move on to Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, and Mario Golf. You got anything for those? Uh, Nope. Because I don't really play a lot of Mario sports. I've definitely played uh, one of each at least. And... I think the one that needs a new game the most is Mario Strikers. That was probably the most popular of the three. And uh, we've got a Mario Tennis recently. We got Mario Golf coming out next month. And Strikers could be next. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So, do you have notes for Paper Mario? Oh boy, do I. Ooh. Certainly not as many as the other one. I didn't really go into what I liked or disliked because uh, that game is so polarizing. Um, in general, the things that I like, probably people won't, other people won't like, so I'm not going to get an argument, argument about it, but, uh, the, (laughs) the most recent game I played was Paper Mario and the Origami King. Overall, I liked it. Um, we'll say that, but the concept for the next game. So I really, and I know a lot of people agree. I did not dislike the combat in Origami King. I did not dislike the combat in Color Splash, but that being said, the, the the widely regarded as the best games in the series are Thousand Year Door and the original Paper Mario, which just had traditional, like, turn-based RPG-style combat. I would not dislike if the game returned to those. I don't think it needs some fancy gimmick in the combat. I think it turns a lot of people away. 
from the series. So I would like to see a return, right. a return to form. Um, and so I just I have some concepts for like levels in the next one. You've never played the original Paper Mario, right? Nope. Okay. So there's a level in the original Paper Mario, and it's called Shy Guy's Toy Box, and the whole level is like toy themed. So back then, okay. like in the older games, Nintendo didn't quite lean into like the paper concept as much as they did later. Like the recent ones is like Origami King, so like it's folding origami, like obviously paper. The other one was like Color Splash and was like cardboardy. Like the other games mm. were not like that at all. They, they were just like a normal game, except for the protagonist and all the characters were paper. Um, yeah. And so the main. That was the gimmick. <laughs> right. That was the gimmick. Um, so like the main mode, it's like you jump into a toy box, so you kind of you're kind of shrunken down, and all the toys are like giant behind you. So there's like building blocks with like the letters, and the main like transportation is like this like toad train, um, on a toy track. And so I really like that concept. I think they could make that into like a whole game, like nice. just just being like shrunken down and being tiny, and the world being like giant around you. Like I think that would be super fun. Definitely not an original thing, but I mean, I don't think we've ever seen a, a full game like that. Mm-mm. I think they could really be really creative about it. Like the like Peach's Castle could be like a dollhouse, you know, and have like the that's cool. Like the elevator that you like push up or whatever, you know. Like I'm talking like like child's dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that'd be really fun. And then other concepts. Um, so since they're leaning like so far into the paper concept, I think it'd be really cool to have like different levels with different style. Like I, we've already done like the origami thing, but I think it would be cool to be like a, a level that's all made out of origami or a level that's like all cardboard or like a level that's all paint. I know we've kind of already seen that before or like a level that's all crafts like we see in like, um, Yoshi's Crafted World or just something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really fun because it, it doesn't. The whole, it doesn't have to be paper, but if they really want to lean into it, like they already have, <laughs> I think they should like mix it up a little bit. Very good ideas. That's all I got, though. I'm with you. I I mean, we've talked about it a lot in the last 16 episodes, but I mean, I didn't have a problem with Color Splash or Sticker Star. I thought they were fine games. I probably enjoyed the Thousand Year Door more than those two, mm-hmm. um, but... You know, I still didn't dislike the Wii U and 3DS entries in the series. <clears throat> I thought that, and I know I mean, you didn't either. The jokes were fun. Like, I know I talk about this all the time, but in, in Color Splash, you literally fight a piece of meat. Like, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They weren't bad games, but they certainly weren't where they could be. I think. I am realizing that I skipped Mario Baseball. I actually do have some notes for that, so... Mario Strikers, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, wait a minute. Strikers is... Which one is soccer? I'm pretty sure that's Strikers. So, Oh, we didn't talk about Mario Baseball because it's not there yet on the list. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I've made it a point, we're going to talk about Mario Baseball real quick. Um, my experience with the latest entry was Super Mario Mario Super Sluggers. That's the latest game that they've made. It was on Wii, and I got that for like Christmas. I was pretty pumped. I was like, "Yeah, I would love to have that game. Please get it for me for Christmas." <laughs> Santa came through. He's a real one. Santa, I got, please. <laughs> I got so that game was good. It was fine, but 
I I thought it was super cool that the game had a story mode. Like that's the kind of thing I'm asking for in like Mario Kart and Mario Party. Like throw in some kind of story mode. Obviously, you're still gonna be playing baseball because it's Mario Baseball, but like it had a an overworld, and it's been like over a decade since I've played it. I couldn't tell you much about it, but what I can tell you is that it took me like three hours to finish the campaign. It was a good campaign, but it should have been longer. I think <clears throat> maybe double that. Six to eight hours would be solid in a future Mario Baseball game. Um. Make it a co-op campaign, because why the heck not? I love co-op everything. I think that <laughs> that you can't go wrong. And the last thing I wrote down is make multiplayer easier to pick up and play. I had... I've had problems with, like... Like, I'm not saying I played this game recently, but back when I did have people over and I wanted to play this game with them, it was like... I had to break out the manual. Like I had to like <laughs> sit here and explain this to people because have you ever played this game? No, I have not. It's just really in depth. There's, I mean, there's like RPG mechanics in it and it's like, this is a Mario game and it should just be something easy for multiplayer. Like, <laughs> I don't know just because it's Mario and because it's a party game. I think they went a little overboard, <laughs> but uh, if you're just playing single player, it's a pretty darn good game. I think. Dang, I didn't know that. Did you uh baseball did you RPG? For, you don't have anything for Mario Baseball, right? Nope. Okay. Well, that is all I got. Next up is where are we? We got Mario and Luigi. Nobody highlighted that one. Mm-mm, I've never have played you ever one. played those? No. Nope. I've played two of them and have not beaten either of them. I'm an awful person. Solid. Next up is nice. uh, Luigi's Mansion. Was that you? Uh, I might have highlighted it, but I've never played one, so I don't know why I thought I could talk about it. <laughs> I didn't take any notes, so I'm probably not going to say much about it, but I think 3 was my favorite in the series. I think 2 is not the way to go with a, a sequel. So, first game, since you haven't played them, the first game, you're in one mansion. The second game on 3DS, you're going through five different mansions, I guess. And then the third game was inside a giant hotel and there was like a ton of different stories, like talking about different stories of a hotel. Like building um, stories, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought that was a really cool way to, to go through it. There was a little bit of backtracking and I don't know. I had a blast with that game. I think uh, one of the best looking games on the Switch by far, like this thing was so beautiful. But yeah, that's all I got. Let's talk about Dr. Mario. Did I highlight that one again? I, I definitely didn't highlight it. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> so Dr. Mario, obviously an NES game and a bunch of ports on different consoles. But the latest entry that you may not know about is Dr. Luigi. Did you play Dr. Luigi? What? Where the heck is that at? Actually, I guess the app would be the latest, but Dr. Luigi was a Wii U digital title. I did not know that. Yep, I always wanted to play it, but I never forked over the the dough. I think that one flew under the radar. So when the eShop goes down, that one will be lost to time. Oh, man, that's a bummer. (laughs) Uh, What do we got? Mario Paint had one game. I'm sure you have nothing to say about it. Nope. 
Mario Sports Mix. When I was looking at uh, the wiki for Mario Baseball, it was like, well, this is also partly a baseball game. And I was like, I'm not counting that. <laughs> <laughs> so Mario Sports Mix, to the best of my knowledge, was just a 3DS game. And yeah, never played it. We got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. You ever played those? Uh, yeah, actually. I played the one for the Wii a lot. That was like one of the first games I got. I think it was... the. I think I got it for Christmas with my Wii. Yes, I loved that game. That was a lot of fun. Nice. I've barely played them. And you can't say the one on Wii. There's like 30 on the Wii. I, I don't know. There's, like, there's at least two or three. Oh, really? I think it was... Uh... Oh my god, I don't remember. It's not. It might be Rio. No, I don't know. I can't remember. Nobody knows. I don't. We know. got New Super Mario Brothers, aka 2D Mario games. What do you got? Okay, so obviously the last one I played was New Super Mario Bros. on the Wii. I played a lot with my friends. Um, it's not so engaging as a single player. You can definitely tell the game was basically made for uh online to play with your friends. So that was kind of a big bummer. Especially considering the original Mario, Mario 2 and Mario 3 were like super, I mean obviously they were for single player and they were some of the best games ever made. So it sucked that it kind of turned into like a multiplayer only thing. Um, but yeah, I mean just the next title, just I mean make it more single player focused. You can have multiplayer obviously. Or just have like fun multiplayer modes. I don't know, something like that. Um... And then I think we need a new Mario and Yoshi game. Like a 2D Mario and Yoshi game. Because those are like my favorite what, 2D like a Mario Yoshi's games. Island game? Yeah, Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably under the uh, Yoshi category. You think so? I mean, aside from the first game being technically Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, I think it's a Yoshi game. Alright, well, I'll wait and save that for the Yoshi game then. But yeah. <laughs> also, I know there's a 2D um, team up between Mario and Donkey Kong, but like, why has there never been a 3D one? How would that work? I don't know. But like, <laughs> they're both platforming guys, so I don't know. Couldn't like Donkey Kong throw Mario or something and have him do certain things? Sure. Unlikely, but it's a good idea. Yeah, I never said any of these things were super likely. Very true. So you didn't play the 3DS or the Wii U new Super Mario Bros. games? Nope. I was turned off after the Wii. Dang. Well, you're not a big 2D platformer person. No, I'm not. But I feel like I definitely would play it more if it was more single player focused. I love these games, but I didn't write anything down. I think they're doing just fine, personally. <laughs> so, Master of Illusion, is that the Mickey Mouse games? I want to say that it is, but it doesn't say, like, Disney or Mickey Mouse. So, I don't That's know. interesting. So, yeah, I didn't say it, but we're moving on past Mario now. We have gone through every Mario IP and uh, Master of Illusion is next. We don't know if this is a Mickey Mouse game or not. But next is Metroid. Do you have anything for Metroid? Nope. I wrote a few things down. Not a whole lot. 
My latest 2D Metroid game was Samus Returns on 3DS. Pretty awesome game, but, um, you know, it was just a remake. So, I don't know. They did great with it, and I don't think any other 2D Metroids need remakes. So, we've got Fusion on Game Boy Advance. We've got Super Metroid, and I think that's it. Um, so, like, Zero Mission is a remake, so I'm not including that. But I think... Um, I think Super Metroid is perfect. So, just if they were going to make another 2D Metroid game soon, just make a game like that. Uh, modern controllers have more buttons than the SNES controller did. So, make more weapons and new mechanics. And I don't want a remake of Super Metroid because it's not going to be any better than. <laughs> it would be really hard to make a game better than that. <laughs> True. And then uh, Metroid Prime. So. I, I've played them all except for the DS one, but I don't really have a whole lot of notes here. I got co-op campaign. I don't know how they would do it story-wise, but I think that would be cool. I guess it's probably because I'm playing Halo right now, but like a co-op Metroid would be just awesome. Man, Whether you really locally, like your co-ops, don't you? I don't know if it's because I'm like an only child and I love like playing co-op games when people come over, but I just, I love co-op. It's so much fun to me. I like the exact um, opposite. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's my game playing time. Um, so, yeah, throwing a co-op campaign, that would be a huge plus. And personally, I don't need any side quests. I just need you guys to keep it linear, just like the first three games. I know it's 2021. A lot of games are going open world right now. I would be just fine with keeping it linear. I like linearity. Hmm. Are you going to say that you like linearity because you get lost in an open world? No. Okay. <laughs> when I have the option to do side missions, it's like I I almost never do them. And I don't know if it's because I have so many games that I'm just like, all right, I like this game, but I think it's time to move on. So let me just get through the main story. I think that's what it is. But uh, like <laughs> I, I've made the mistake with Breath of the Wild. I pretty much did very few of the shrines and i don't know i just kind of powered myself up enough until i could go and defeat ganon and and that was it and um because of that i really want to play that game again and i plan to soon but um i have to to break out of that linear mentality i was like you know hopefully when i beat calamity again and then i can like go back and and my my data will be saved and it'll just be like, yeah, you beat Calamity Ganon, but go ahead and collect the rest of the stuff you want to collect. No, it was the kind of game where you beat him and then it drops you off at the front door right before you played the boss again. Mm -hmm. uh, which, yeah, of course, you know, but I, I wasn't a big fan of, of that. I, I would have liked to have continued the game after, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, you, you're supposed to go there whenever you're done with the game, I guess. Man, you play games so weird. Yeah, I just I think people that like RPGs like you are not big on 2D linear platformer games like that. You know, like I think they're, I've, I've seen that with not just you, but with some of my other friends. It's like they aren't big on 2D platformers when they're super into RPGs. And I'm also a huge 2D platformer guy. I love linearity and I'm not big into RPGs, although I am trying. Um, 
I don't know. That's just a connection I've noticed recently. Yeah, but even like the way you experience a story, like when I get into a game, regardless if it's 2D platformer or whatever, I'm like, I'm invested. I don't want to play any other game but that one. And I want to do everything, experience everything. You know, you say you're not that way. That's just that's so odd to me. Yeah. And uh, I think we definitely complement each other as Mm -hmm. as podcast hosts here. Mm hmm. Two sides of the gamer coin. Very different (laughs) sides. So, with that out of the way, you don't have anything for Metroid. Nope. Alright. Have you played any Metroid? Nope. Gotcha. Would you be playing the Prime Trilogy? If it came to the Switch, probably. I'd probably give it a try, yeah. Okay. Um, Next is NES Remix. Did you play those? Nope. So these came out on Wii U and 3DS, and I did play, I want to say, the first one on Wii U. And I actually took some notes here. So my experience with the latest entry, yeah, I just said that. So we got a a possible sequel, which I do think is possible, is um, either an SNES remix or a Game Boy remix. And... I think um, they have a lot more to pull from on Super Nintendo, but because they already have NES and SNES games online, I think maybe a Game Boy remix would be more likely. Um, But anyways, if we did Super Nintendo, they would have Star Fox, Kirby, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, F-Zero, DK Country... Uh, Link to the Past and Mario Paint, I think they would all make some really cool, like little NES remix style games. Super Nintendo remix. Did, you don't even know what the the game is like, or have you seen gameplay? No, I don't even know what does the remix mean. Like, why would they need it if they already have Nintendo Switch Online? So those, it's like a compilation of uh, challenges. You could say they take a little snip out of, let's say, um, Super Mario Three, and they're like, okay, you need to kill this many enemies in this amount of time. And that's like what you do in that level or something. It's been a, like quite a few years since I've played it, but that's that's basically what it is. There was they had the original Zelda in there, and so you would play a level and, and do some challenge in the original Zelda game. It was pretty cool. So it's not just a collection of the games? No, no. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, they actually take levels and remix them. So yeah, you probably had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I don't understand. <laughs> Seems kind of obsolete. Uh, for Game Boy, we could do Metroid 2, Super Mario Land Trilogy. I think those would be awesome to have remixed. Link's Awakening would work great. Kirby, probably Kid Icarus, although I haven't played them. Uh, Tetris would work out perfectly, but I don't know if they'd have the rights for that. And DK Land. Hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on Game Boy. I actually, I have not played a lot of Game Boy games. I need to need to expand my horizon. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm in the same boat. Like the DK Land games. I don't know. I would love to play those. We have next up on the list is Nintendogs. And I did not highlight this one. I highlighted it. I just wanted to say that I'm super salty that they never came out with like a Nintendo Cats. Um, <laughs> so I want them to make a Nintendo Cats or another Nintendo Dogs, but like also Nintendo Cats. 
That's all I had to say. I'm just super salty about it from when we were younger. Everyone's like, yeah, the dogs are so cute. And the dogs got like 12 games. And cats got yeah, nothing. Did. did they ever have cats in the Nintendogs games? I, as far as I know, no. But I could be wrong. It was always like Labs yeah. and Friends or like Chihuahua and Friends. Not like Calico Cat playing, and Friends. Uh, you're stuck playing the, the cats game with a Z. Oh, and boy, did I. <laughs> I did play that game. Oh, I bet you did. I played That's the heck funny. out of the game. It was awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed Nintendogs a little as a kid, but I didn't write any notes. Um, cool, cool. So let's move on to Nintendo Labo. Anything? Nope. You should power through these. I got nothing for all of these. I don't even know what most of these are. <laughs> all right, let's see. We got Nintendo Pocket Football Club. Not going to pronounce that word. <laughs> we got... Nintendo Wars. So I know what Advance Wars is, and I feel like Battalion Wars might be a GameCube game. I don't know. We have Elite Beat Agents. I do mm-hmm. know that name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Panel de Pawn. I know that one. Probably know that better than I know Puzzle League, actually. Um, Picross, Picture Book Games, Pikmin, Pilot Wings. Play action football, yeah. So we're skipping Pikmin because I've personally never played any of them, and you haven't either. I have, but I don't have anything to say about them. It's just not yeah. my genre. Pilot Wings, that was an SNES launch title game, and and there was also a 64 game, and um, no one no one needs a Pilot Wings sequel. I think I speak for everyone. Mm-hmm. Play action football, and finally Pokemon. All right, I have some things I, to say about Pokemon. I'm ready. Okay, so the latest game I played in the series was Pokemon Sword and Shield. I played Sword. Um, I liked, I think they did a good thing with the big open area where you could catch Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, being able to see the Pokemon, which I know they did in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee first, but I really liked that in this one too. And many of the levels, specifically like the foresty level where it's like all dark and creepy, but there's like lights, there's like mysterious lights everywhere like the levels were really pretty um oh that was super cool yeah that level was really awesome um disliked i know we just said that a lot of the scenes really pretty but like if you looked really close like some of those trees like they looked really bad (laughs) um and i know people are really upset about it but pokemon's never been like really graphically i mean amazing you know what i'm saying so like I think it was a fine middleman, but I'd really like to see them step it up a little bit, just so I can go on Twitter and not hear Pokemon fans complain about it. <laughs> um, okay, and so what I want next from, I guess it's Gen 9, right? Uh, maybe. Gen 9 is bigger wide open spaces. It doesn't necessarily need to be like a Breath of the Wild style of game. Like you could still have the linear going to towns. But at least have bigger areas between all the towns. Or maybe even make the towns bigger. So you feel like there's more exploration. Um, and like bigger like islands or like different climates. Things that you can sail to. Like stuff that they've had in the original games. Would just make it bigger. Like more epic. I felt like the world and the other ones were really small. Um, yeah. And so I guess this one kind of. This is kind of the next game. It's not gen 9 it's like the origin story but like what i want from pokemon legends arceus like we don't really know that much about like the story and it's not it's not even going to tell us like actually i don't know i guess it might like flashbacks whatever but 
you already established that people are in the world, right? And they live amongst um, Pokemon. We already know that from the trailer. Um, but I want to see, like, the specific origins of the Pokemon. Like, do we always coincide? Did, like, people evolve from, like, apes or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did Pokemon evolve from other animals? Yeah. Or did we create them? Was it, like, a... You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know who yeah. created Like, I know Arceus... I don't know if this is game canon or, like, anime canon or manga canon, but, like, it says that Arceus, like, created Pokemon and, like, the world, but, like, did he create humans too? Like, where did we <laughs> come from? So I, I've always wanted to know, like, the origins, where they came from. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I dig it. And I'm not, like, I don't know if, from a story perspective, I'm not sure if, like, Pokemon is, like, Marvel Universe, where it's, like, only the MCU, like, the cinematic universe is canon. Like, not necessarily, like, the books or, like, the manga or, like, the whatever says on the trading cards of the games. Like, I don't know what's considered canon, you know? Yeah. So, I don't, I mean, they could certainly wreck on it, but I'd love to see the origins. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. My only tidbit for the Pokemon franchise is that I would love a new Pokemon Coliseum slash Gale of Darkness entry. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play those? No, I did not, but they looked fun. I've never played Stadium, but I think that that is technically part of like the Stadium series. I, I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I, I only played Pokemon Coliseum. Played it a lot as a kid. It was a it was a blast. I had a blast with it. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say is I would love a new entry in that series. I guess I could start by playing Gale of Darkness. <laughs> Do you own it? Yeah. Oh. Thank God because <laughs> these prices. That's a gajillion dollars now. Yep, that was one of my Goodwill finds back in like 2017-ish. Ugh, jealous. We have Polarium, we have Pushmo, we have Punch-Out, and what the heck is arm wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I've heard of Rhythm Heaven. I've also heard of that. it's a 3DS game. Mm -hmm. Maybe a DS game, I don't know. I think we it have, might be a uh... Wii game too. Oh, I think you might be right. We have Rob... I don't know how that's an IP. <laughs> I don't know either. Sat Satella Walker? Sure. Satella Walker? Shaburo. Um, must be a DS game. It says DS in the name. We got Sin and Punishment. I did not know that was an IP. Mm -hmm. Someone just commented on my Instagram talking about Sin and Punish Punishment on Wii. I don't know what the heck that is. Um, sparkle snapshots, you know, sparkle snapshots, <laughs> the classic, you know, we all know. All right, we, we definitely want to talk about Splatoon. What do you got? Okay. I know I've said this previously, but I've been on a previous podcast, I think when we were talking about it, but obviously the latest game that I played was Splatoon 2. Uh, I liked the way it played. I mean, the controls were fluid. That was the first, like... That's not first-person shooter. It's the third-person shooter that I'd ever played, like, competitively like that. And I just, I had a freaking blast with it. Disliked. It lacked, like, a really compelling single-player mode. Like, I felt the single-player mode that I was playing was just, like, practice. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't very long. It wasn't very good. You finished the story? 
Yes. Um. Oh, and then I this wasn't a super huge deal for me. Maybe it is now. It wasn't when I played, but there's no voice chat. There's no local voice chat. You have to use the oh, app, yeah. which is... <laughs> I really hope they do away with that in the third one. Um, and then, why don't we talk... We definitely talked about this before, but you, you could only play certain tracks at certain times of the day. They weren't all available. You know, you, like, rotated out. You could only play, like, two tracks every two hours or an hour or something, That's which ridiculous. was dumb. And it seemed, I mean, it seemed just kind of random, whatever it was going to be. Uh, and then the same thing with the Salmon Run, I think that's what it's called. That was, like, not available all the time. And it sucked for people that only liked to play that mode, because it was only available, like, like three hours out of the day or something crazy. They couldn't even access the part of the game they want to play. Um, and then what I want from Splatoon 3 is I want courses and tracks to be available all day, every day. I think that Nintendo is definitely behind the scenes, making their network a whole lot better. Um, so I hope we see that. Um, or they can even do, like, when you're doing multiplayer, like in um, Mario Kart, and you have, like, specific people on your team. Oh, by the way, also, I think you should be able to choose if you want the person on your team or the opposing team. That always sucked. <laughs> um, but, like, in Mario Kart, you could, like, choose a track that you wanted, and then it, like, randomly chose through that. I think that was fun. Oh, yeah. That was more fair than just doing two tracks. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, I want like a more in-depth, like really in-depth, like story-driven, like campaign mode. Single-player campaign mode. Like maybe give us some lore. Like I know there's some lore somewhere. I want to know more about these Inklings. Just something more the, than... Uh, good. I bet the DLC is good for that. Yeah, it is, but I don't know. I'm not going to pay extra for it. Um, yeah. I want it to be part of the actual game. Right. Um, let's see what else did I say. Do, do, do. Obviously more courses, more weapons. Um, and then I also said like more, I know there was kind of a training course, but I don't know. It just felt really empty. Like you were just playing against dummies, essentially. Like, well, like put some CPUs in there, you know, let me like have them move around instead of just sitting there so I can like really get a feel for it. Yeah. That would be fun. I mean, I guess you could just do it multiplayer, but it's easier to do it when you're with CPUs. Um, oh, and then I thought about adding a mode where it's like it's only certain you can only use certain weapons, like only paint rollers this round, or like only sniper weapons, just to give people more of a challenge. And I think for me, I only use like the same two weapons every single time. So I feel like if oh, you yeah. were put randomly in a mode like that and you were forced to use like snipers or paint rollers or whatever, I feel like you'd be more comfortable with the weapons, or at least I feel like I would. Because there's so many different weapons, so many weapons classes, it was, just, it was so confusing. You know? Yeah, I'm totally with you there. I mean, they're, they're not organized very well either. Mm-mm. They're not. I don't um, think there's a filter to filter snipers or paint buckets or whatever. Yeah, paint buckets is another one. Um... And then I think it'd be pretty cool to not necessarily, like, be able to choose any weapon during the game, but maybe have, like, a secondary weapon. Oh, yeah. Or just have a mode where you have that. You could just click a button and it's, instead of a sniper, it's, like, a paint bucket or whatever, or, like, a steamroller. Not a steamroller, but a paint roller. <laughs> um, and, and I also said, we were talking about this earlier, but somebody said that this should be, like, locked behind Nintendo Switch Online in a free game. I don't want it to be that way. 
at all. I like the structure of the game. Pay $60 doesn't matter to me. As long as the game doesn't have microtransactions, that's why this game is not free. It's because they still need to make money somewhere. I don't want this to be like the next Fortnite or like the next Apex. Like, I don't want it to be that way. I think it's fine the way it is. <laughs> you can customize. They totally could go that route. They could, but I really hope it doesn't. Like, I like being able to customize your character, like, with in-game currency. Like, oh, yeah, I played enough rounds. I can go buy this really cool button-up shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that a lot. And then I guess the last thing I'd have to say would be, you know, like that, I guess it's called a, it's called a, a hub world, but like the, when you enter, it's like the street mm-hmm. and you can like go to the shops and do that. I think it'd be really fun to have like mini games. It just felt like there was like an arcade there, but you could never like go in it. Like just dumb little mm-hmm. arcade games. Like, um, I don't, I can't even tell you, but like a, maybe like a Tetris type one or like a Dr. Mario type one, but like with squids and ink, I don't know, just something to like pass the time. Like if you're waiting for your friends. That's interesting. That's all I got, though. I have uh, most of the same complaints, obviously. Ditch the rotating maps every two hours. Ditch the rotating modes every two hours. Mm -hmm. Just let me choose what mode I want to play. Parties need to be a thing for multiplayer. Better customization options. I, I think that they could go further. I think that you could have different attachments for your weapons like there's no reason that you couldn't have that um maybe there's too many weapons (laughs) maybe it's just because they don't have a filter or something but like maybe there's too many weapons that just kind of came to me right Hmm. now there's so many and there's some of them are so similar it's like we could probably go without that but yeah maybe ditch the amount of weapons and give us attachments on the guns i don't know hmm I'm obviously a huge Splatoon fan. I've been playing the last two games. I play them for a ton of hours each. Um, I actually have not finished the story mode in the second game. Sounds like I'm not missing out, though. Not really. I didn't play much Salmon Run. From what I did play, it was pretty fun. Multiplayer is definitely where I've played uh, the majority of my... Spent the majority of my time with Splatoon. Um... Yeah, I think both of those games were day one pickups for me. I was pretty hyped for them. But the mode you're talking about with, like, snipers only, slosh buckets only, like, that's totally a thing in other multiplayer games. And there's no reason that they can't add that. That's a good idea. Thank you. It's a good way to expose you to um, to guns you haven't tried. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I wrote was we should have more game modes. And like I said, they shouldn't be restricted to every two hours. That's crazy. Yeah, I agree. I don't even know why that's a thing. I don't know. Maybe the servers couldn't handle it or whatever. But I was about to say that. Yeah, that's, that might be it. But hopefully they're doing things behind the scenes and making it better. So we'll see. Making it a freaking a free-to-play game with microtransactions is actually not something I had ever thought about. But they could be doing it. No, I hope they're not. <laughs> I really hope they're not. Next up, we got Star Fox, and I know you got nothing to say. Yep. So let me just talk about it a little bit. I've played probably every Star Fox. The latest one, Star Fox Zero, I thought it was pretty good. Didn't have the complaints that the the vast majority of humans had. (laughs) Thought the gamepad was fine, controls were fine, but pretty short game. I remember it being, I want to say it was less than eight hours, and it 
I think it could have been longer. Sheesh. Um, sixty percent. Oh, okay. So I think that the next Star Fox game could be like Assault on the GameCube. So, so just for you who hasn't played much Star Fox, you had the first three games. Like one was unreleased, I guess. So Star Fox, Star Fox Two, and then Star Fox sixty four. You were in a ship the whole time, mm-hmm. and in Star Fox sixty four, you got this thing called the Land Cruiser. I think that's what it's called. And so you're like you're in like a mini tank, which is pretty cool. But regardless, you're in a vehicle the whole time. You get to Star Fox Adventures. It's like not even a Star Fox game, whatever. And then Star Fox Assault is you're like half the game you're on foot using actual weapons like third person shooter. And then half the game you're in a, a ship or a vehicle of some sort. And I could totally go for that in, in, a, in a new Star Fox game. You have 60% in vehicle, let's say. And then 40% on foot. I think that uh, Namco killed it with Star Fox Assault. I think that it was a really good third-person shooter and a really good, you know, Star Fox game where you're in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe throw in some new vehicles in a new game, not just the Land Rover and not just the um, the R-Wing, that's what it's called. And um, you're going to hear me say it a lot, but co-op campaign would be Ugh, a huge plus. Stop it! Not Fox everything needs a co-op. Totally pilot the vehicles, and uh, while a different character like Crystal or something could be on foot doing the on-foot missions, that would be cool. And some kind of hub area would be cool. I, I honestly could go for some more Star Fox lore myself. I think that a hub area, like getting to talk to people or whatever, while you're not in a mission, would be pretty neat. Hmm. That's what I got for Star Fox. Oh, I guess I do kind of have something to say, though. Um, So Starlink is not necessarily a Star Fox game, but, like, it's kind of a Star Fox game. I really liked... I've never played a Star Fox game, so I assume it's not this way. But I really liked that you could just go from planet to planet, like, freely. And just explore and, like, look at all the the flora and the fauna and, and everything on it. You can, like, go to a planet and you're like, nah, I don't want to go here anymore. And you just freaking zoom off to the next planet. I think that was so cool. Was it very open worldy? Yes, very open worldy, which I know you don't like, but oh, I'm not, it's not that I don't like it. That's it. That's all I gotta say. I just, th- I just thought that concept was so freaking cool. Nice. So moving on here, before we get to a big one, we got Star Tropics, Steel Diver, Style Savvy. I can't believe that's a Nintendo IP. Super Smash Brothers, none of us, neither of us have anything to say about that. Um, I think Smash is pretty, pretty perfect, and I don't know how much better it could get. I think that they have killed it time and time again, mm-hmm. and it's called Ultimate for a reason. Just port pretty... Ultimate from here on out. Maybe add some characters, <laughs> yeah. maybe add some new lands, new maps, or I don't know, what are they called? Maps. Yeah, maps. I think it's, I don't see it much, getting much better from here nope, on out. that's it. And so every time get? Sakurai makes a game, he's like, yeah, this is the last one. I think this might actually be it. I don't know. I agree. I feel like it's pretty <laughs> done here. I, I thought Wii U and, and 3DS was perfect, but this one's even better somehow. We got Swap Note, probably another 3DS app. And then we've got The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. So the four subcategories here, we got Hyrule Warriors... 2D Zelda, 3D Zelda, and the Tingle games, which, as far as I know, are European exclusive. Maybe they came to Japan as well. Probably. All right, are you Never ready for came this? Here, though. Yeah, yeah. 
this I have like three pages for Zelda, so let's get into it. <laughs> so the last I'm gonna start with 3D. Cause I don't really have that much to say about 2D. Anyway, starting with 3D, the latest game I played was Breath of the Wild, obviously. Played it for 400 hours, loved every single second of it. Okay. I liked. It reinvented the series, but it also was like stayed true to the original format of the first Zelda. So the first Zelda you're literally just dropped in a map and you explore from there, which is I mean essentially what you're doing in this game too. But it felt new. It was obviously the first open world Zelda game. That was awesome. The explore exploration was amazing. Um and something I really liked is you could make the game like as easy or as hard as you wanted to. Like you could go to the main boss as soon as you got done with like the first opening area. Mm -hmm. Um, the Great Plateau. That was awesome. Um, the story, the plot, it delivered, it was awesome. Very good. Um what I disliked or was uh, indifferent about and maybe something I don't necessarily want to see in the next series is the weapon breaking. It absolutely did not bother me at all in this game. I know it bothered some, but I, like, I don't, I wouldn't like to see it return in the same way that it is. Um, and then the final boss was a little disappointing. I liked the like, um, Sheikah tech again, and I think that was fun, but the second, spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't played it, but the second version of Ganon where he's like, I can't remember what it's called, but he's just like giant mass blob Ganon, uh, pig Ganon. It, it, he just, he like stayed still in this giant world. Like, I feel like there was so much missed opportunity. He could have been like running around. I mean, it's a huge world, right? So I don't know. I just felt like there was a little bit of a missed opportunity there. He's also not very difficult at all. Um, Okay. So hold on to your yeah, hats. Yeah, you, you really didn't have to power yourself up a whole lot to beat the game. No, you didn't. Like, the first time I beat the game, I was just kind of exploring Hyrule Castle. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And I accidentally drop, dropped into the boss room, because you can drop <laughs> into it when climbing. And the cutscene started, and I was like, no! I'm, like, half health <laughs> and, like, no items. But I still beat him anyways. So it wasn't the most Dang. difficult. But, Yeah. It, was cer it certainly wasn't that easy, though. I mean, there were some hard parts. But, I mean, if you had enough food, you're basically invincible, so. Um, okay, what I want from the next game in the series, which is either Breath of the Wild 2 or called the sequel to Breath of the Wild, um, I wanted to answer some of the frickin' questions that it left, uh, left us with in Breath of the Wild. Like, where the heck does this game take place in the timeline? What is the Forgotten Temple, and who the heck are the Zonai? Like, I don't, I'm sure you don't know anything I'm talking about, but so it's many been questions. Four years. Um, the next thing that I want is more story in the present. Like, I'm sure you remember this. The main story that you're getting, where like, is like an Easter egg hunt, right? You're trying to find these memories, and it's all memories from the past. Right. Um, and while I did like that, I think it worked for this one based on the way that the story was being told, and like the world in general i don't necessarily think i want it to return i want more of the story told in the present like i felt like i was watching the game more than like playing the game with the characters um yeah and then this is something that people want and i just don't want it and i don't see why they want it i don't want multiplayer i don't want a playable zelda that's never something i've wanted hyrule warriors scratch that itch for me be, i've never heard multiplayer be a want that's crazy they want, yeah, they want to, I mean, they want 
two player, like one person plays as Link and one play- person plays as Zelda because we've kind of seen that team up in the trailer, but I don't want that. That's never something I've wanted. Like I don't if you've played any of the multiplayer Zelda games, they're not very good Zelda games. Like they're fine games, but they're not really Zelda games. Like Four Swords is what you're talking about? Yeah, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventure Adventure or Triforce Heroes. Gotcha. Like, I don't know. If you want a multiplayer Zelda game, there's games for you. It's not Zelda games. You know, I feel like Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors is definitely where you should be if you want to play with different characters from the Zelda series. I just that's not something I've wanted. Um, and then I said I didn't dislike the weapon breaking mechanic in Breath of the Wild, but I think they really missed out on an opportunity to like for the like, crafting weapons or like you have so many resources. Like I cannot tell you, I have like an infinite amount of resources in my bag from playing Breath of the Wild for so long, but I don't use them for anything. They're just yeah. there. Like, unless you're making recipes. And you only... I mean, there's just so much they could do. Um, and I think Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, that just came out, kind of used this mechanic a little bit. Like, when you're playing through the games, you got different weapons of a certain class, and you could, like, use those materials from that weapon to power up your main weapon that you wanted, which I think is fine for that game. But, like, there was just... I mean, so many items that were just useless i mean unless i want to eat a thousand apples you know what i'm saying like there was flint and there was all those gems and stuff i think it would be really really especially if like it's a weapon that you don't want to lose like if it's a um like there's like fire blades or like there's really powerful lionel weapons like if you want to use it but you don't want to break i feel like you should be able to craft it and make it so it lasts longer or something like that yeah, that's a cool idea. I think that's a missed opportunity. Um, and then, let's see. What do I have here? Okay, so we know Ayanuma confirmed that the sequel will take place in the same Hyrule as Breath of the Wild. Um, but that's kind of cause for concern, because I don't want to necessarily explore the same Hyrule. So, I think that there should be underwater exploration and more exploration underground. Like, it seems that way anyway, the way that they set it up. Like, the whole that whole sequence, the whole trailer, seems like it takes place underground. So, I would like to have the same Hyrule, maybe, like, build it up a little bit since everyone's, like, coming back. There's not enough monsters, like, there's not as many monsters. But exploring underwater is something that we've seen in previous Zelda games. Like, it was an Ocarina of Time, for goodness sakes. So I think it was they a real could certainly kill it with underwater exploration. That's and you, cool. And you can see some of like if you get the camera angle just right, you can see underwater. It's like beautiful. Like there's all these colorful coral and like seaweed and stuff. It's like beautiful under there. And Lake Hylia is huge. Could be like seven <laughs> dungeons in there. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then there's the ocean out there. Which is so much that we didn't get to explore. Um and then I think it would be really cool. To have, like, underground Hyrule, because we know we're going there anyways, to have, like, a lost civilization down there, like, one that Hyrule just totally forgot about and was built on top of. I think that would be really awesome. Maybe it'll answer some of those questions that I have, Um, but I think it'd be really fun to explore, like, ruins of everything and, like, learn about the people of the past, because it's been 10,000 years since the first Calamity. Then there was the second Calamity. And then you're playing 100 years after that calamity. So, I mean, whole lots of things could be lost to time. And then 
Another thing that people want is XP. Like, they want to put an XP gauge in there, like RPGs. I don't want that. Mm. I don't want Zelda to move any closer to RPGs than it already is. I like that. It's right where it, it's right where it needs to be. It's right where it needs to be. It's action-adventure. It's great. I don't want action-RPG. It's... Instead of, like, Link getting better, like, him getting stronger, like, more health or blah, 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 like, an RPG, it's, like, the player gets better. You know, like, they get faster with their movements. Especially in Breath of the Wild. There's, like, dodging and countering and all that stuff. I like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. necessarily want to... I mean, he gets stronger, obviously. He gets more health and more... Ex- or um, Stamina. Stamina. But it's different, because, like, you just have more to waste... You know? Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, more enemy variety in the next one. There was like three main types of enemies. <laughs> and they were just different colors. Like, yeah, this one's harder than this one, and this one's not as hard as this one. <laughs> more enemy variety, for sure. But I think they'll probably listen to the fans and give that anyway. Okay. And then now I have story concepts. Are you ready? Yeah. Story concept for Breath of the Wild 2. So I guess if this ends up being right, I'm so sorry <laughs> for any of the spoilers. Okay, <laughs> so I want a mechanic, uh, kind of like the Skyward Sword mechanic, where you go back in time, like go back to the past and defeat. I guess it was demise at the time, but you go back and defeat Ganon in this one, like like actual like form Ganon, like person Ganon. We've already seen this like like weird dried up corpse thing in the Breath of the Wild too. So like, how did he become a corpse? Why is he there? Mm. Which I assume yeah. we're gonna get the answers to. Um. But when you go back in time and try to stop Ganon from 10,000 years ago, like I said to the first Calamity, you realize that Ganon is actually, like, a victim and not, like, the aggressor. Like, there's some sort of evil entity that's, like, torturing him or, like, manipulating him. And, like, the the whole point of the game of Breath of the Wild 2 is to, like, save his soul or, like, to save, like, his humanity or whatever. Um, So... The hand that we seen, like that green floaty hand in the trailer, do you remember that? Uh-uh. Okay, so the hand in the game that's holding Ganon down, like his weird, dried up, nasty form, is actually the hero from the past. And throughout the game, like he's giving you flashbacks or like he possesses you. Um, and he's giving you flashbacks, you but you don't understand them, and you're like misinterpreting the message that he's trying to say. Like, I couldn't give you an example, but you think like the whole game you play thinking that Ganondorf is, like, the villain, but really something else is, like, tying him to this world and making him do this stuff. So, like, with the help of the hand, he gives you some sort of power. You, like, save Ganon, and you, like, stop the cycle. Because, like, the cycle repeats because Demise cursed Link and Zelda to always repeat this, to always be reborn and reincarnated. But since we don't know where this game takes place, it could be, like, so far into the future that it doesn't even affect the other timeline, and then it ends the cycle. So there will no longer be Hero or um, Zelda or Ganon. It'll just, it'll just be done. The cycle's ended. Wouldn't that be epic? I love it, dude. That's so cool. So yes, that's I'm watching story. the trailer right now since it's been like two years. Yeah. It's good. Trailer, <laughs> it's got like backwards creepy music. It's really good. Um, I see I... why you could assume that Zelda's going to be playable. See? <laughs> a co-op Zelda game here. I don't want that at all. And then I have some other concepts just for other games in the future. Um, 
So here's one. It's like a what if scenario, like inspired by the what if Marvel series. Like what if Zelda was a hero and Link was like a prince? Oh, yes. The Philips CDI days. Yeah. (laughs) It's reverse. But wouldn't that be fun? It would it would it would curve people's appetites for a playable Zelda. They could play Zelda and and Link's the poor damsel in distress. Everybody loves a good female lead. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then I guess this is this could be a pitch for a Hyrule Warrior since we know those are pretty good at dealing with war stories. So I would like a Hyrule Warriors where it gave us a game before the events of Skyward Sword, where Hylia still walked the earth. And you can see the chosen hero, the first chosen hero, before the events of Skyward Sword, um, deal with demise and his evil forces. So there's like a giant... I, I'm sure you're not caught up on the lore, right? So the three goddesses created the world. And then they also created Hylia. And, but at the same time, like when Hylia ruled the earth... I guess she didn't rule. But when she walked the earth, she's like the light goddess. And there's also like... Demise, who was, like, evil, crawled out of the crack in the ground, and he decided that he wanted to take over. And Hylia, I guess, wasn't strong enough to defeat him or something. And she had to, like, pass her soul down, and that's who Zelda is. She's a reincarnation of Hylia, blah, blah, blah. But there was a giant war that ensued there. That's why the people, um, the people from the surface, why Skyloft, which is the place where Skyward Sword takes place, was put into the sky. So I would like to see that war before that happens. That's not totally unreasonable with the remake coming out. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, the hero doesn't even have to be named Link because technically that hasn't happened yet. Canonically, like Link, the Skyward Sword, Link is the first Link. There was just a chosen here before. Um. So yeah, I think that would be super cool. Very cool. And I just have to clarify, it's a remaster and not a remake. We did a whole podcast on it, so I can't be messing up right now. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, Oh, cut it out. Okay, and then I have stuff for 2D Zelda 2, but it's certainly not as extensive. So the last 2D Zelda game I played, besides Link's Awakening, because that doesn't really count, um, was A Link Between Worlds, which is a 3DS title. Yes. Um, liked the game. You could do the dungeons in any order, which was fun. Um, disliked, though, I didn't like the you had to buy or rent your items for every dungeon. That was stupid. I understood why they did it. But I didn't like that mechanic at all. Yeah, it was kind of strange. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so the next 2D title, I think 2D titles, 2D Zelda titles really thrive when they have, like, unique villains that aren't Ganon. Like, the Minish Cap had Vati, and Phantom Hourglass had Bellum. There's just something about it that I think the 3D titles do better with Ganon and Ganondorf and all of those iterations. But I like to see some unique Zelda villains, too, you know? Mix it up a little bit. Um, And then I want a new map. So, A Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds share the same map. But, like, some things are different. So, I would like a completely different map. A completely new game. Not one that uses the same map for another one. Um, and I also like when the 2D games, or when, I guess, just Zelda games in general, take place in a different kingdom or, like, an alternate dimension, like Majora's Mask, just away from Hyrule. It doesn't always have to take place in Hyrule. Um, and then again, I wouldn't mind if the 2D games kept a more traditional, like, linear experience. I just think 
for me, 2D games are better suited with linear games than 3D games. I don't know if I just suck, but I would struggle in uh, Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds on just like figuring out where the heck to go next. Yeah, I, I there was some times where I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You're right. I'm all for linearity. Linearity is not bad. Certainly not bad. That's all I got, though. That was a lot. I need some water. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're not going to talk about the Tingle games. Uh, yeah, maybe not have Tingle be like your mascot, because he's creepy. That's all <laughs> I got to say. So... Through slash Ketzel's corridors. If you know, if you've even heard of this, you have to leave a comment on the <laughs> YouTube video of this podcast, please. Uh, Tomodachi, we got Trace Memory. So neither of us talked about Wario or wrote down notes about Wario, but yeah, I mean, there's WarioWare, and then there's Wario Land, and then there's been one 3D Wario game, Wario World. I think that. A Wario Land game is definitely overdue. I think we could totally see one in the future, but I don't think it's at the top of of Nintendo's list right now. Probably not. It's right below Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> Pikmin 4. What about Wave Race? Uh, did you get some I, water for that one? Oh, yeah, I did. <clears throat> We're good now. I have a few things to say about Wave Race. Gosh dang it. Wave Race. <laughs> so many times I've done that. Okay, so the last game I played was Rave... Jesus. Wave Raced. You can, it's a rave. That's fine. Um, <laughs> loved it. Loved that game. Super nostalgic towards it. It's a 1996 game for Nintendo 64. And even for a game in 1996, the water looked so good. It still <laughs> looks good. Um, It was the first and only, like, wave... Uh, I, you can call them jet skis or wave runners like we do. Um, so maybe I have nothing to compare to, but I super like that game. Um, the courses were fun, and some of them were actually pretty difficult. I went back and I played them recently. And there can be tricky there can be tricky parts of the course if you're going too fast. And you really have to know how to play that game. You have to hit the checkpoints, right? Yeah. That's how the game works. Um. So yeah, the the courses are set up so there's like these little flags or like little floating buoys and they're labeled like left and right. So when you're going through the track, you have to go to the right of the right one or the left of the left one. And if you miss five, no, I can't remember how many is. It's either six or five in a row. Like you lose the race. Like you go to the right of a left one, you lose the race. And if you get five in a row, like your jet ski goes to like maximum power and you get like your wave runner goes faster. Um, I like that you could do tricks in the game and you can like race next to dolphins. That was super fun. Um, and the water would like raise, like, uh, rise and go down at certain points when you're playing it, which I thought was super fun. So like parts of a track would be open or not open depending on where the water was. Um, and I don't know if you know this and I don't know if this is like a secret thing, but it just felt secret when we were doing it when we were younger. There's like when selecting your jet ski, there's four options for like colors but if you like press a button and like hold the analog stick a certain way you unlock like four different colors and they're like super pretty colors i don't know if you knew that that. do you remember that or no no i didn't know that oh secret secret so i want what i want in the next game i mean just an updated jet ski game i mean it was super duper fun i want more tricks you know maybe be able to like 
swim on the dolphins. <laughs> like you <laughs> like you can see in like the opening credits. That'd be super fun. I don't know. It, it was just a fun racer. You mean it was just different. It was on water. That's all I got to say, though. But our, it was a good game. There's a GameCube one, right? Blue Storm. There is a GameCube game one. Um, I I haven't played that one. Have not. Well, played it. maybe you can come back and talk to us after you've played the GameCube one. I thought you were a true fan talking to me. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I did. I did find it a goodwill and I played it, but it didn't have that magic that the first one had. But I didn't <laughs> play it for very long, so probably shouldn't speak on it. I don't think I own the N64 one, but I definitely rented it back in the day, and that's the extent of my experience with the game. Dude, the I have like I had like ten copies. I definitely could have brought you one for free. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Alright, next up we have this is funny to me, Wii is an IP. So we have <laughs> Wii Chess. I don't even think we got that here. We have Wii Fit. We karaoke you, we play, we party, and we sports. Woohoo! I think it's safe to say that the we anything is dead. We have moved on mm-hmm. to Switch now. And um, moving on, do you know what Wrecking Crew is? Nope. I think you do because there's a map in Smash for this game. And um yeah this is an nes game it was actually featuring mario and i want to say luigi was in it too uh it's like a puzzle game it's okay i've <laughs> played it i have it on nes no i have it on the Wii shop channel remember that yeah wow absolutely um x this is i had to look this up this is some space combat simulator from 1992 it's a japanese exclusive um uh, probably not gonna see a sequel anytime soon we got xenoblade mm-hmm. and do you want to talk about it uh no because of that series is perfection and i just don't want to mess it Ooh. up with my opinion so i guess two different ips here or two different categories under one ip you have the xenoblade chronicles and then you have xenoblade chronicles x mm-hmm. so we don't know if or when nintendo is going to bring x to the switch but everybody's waiting Yes, we are. Yakuman. Uh, it's just Mahjong. It's Japanese exclusive. And Yoshi. So Yoshi's separated into Yoshi Safari. That's hilarious to me. We have mainline Yoshi series and Yoshi's Cookie. So I don't know why Yoshi's Cookie is classified as an IP. I, I don't know. I thought the first like Yoshi Tetris game was just simply Yoshi, but I could be wrong. Anyways, I know what we're both going to talk about. The mainline Yoshi series. What do you got? Okay. Latest game I played in the series was Yoshi's Crafted World. Yes. Um, what I liked about it, I absolutely love the concept of the world being crafted. I thought the world was absolutely beautiful. Everything in the game looked like it had been crafted by a person. There were like bottle caps and clothes pins and milk cartons and empty cans and i love that like i'm love i like it. to think of myself as a crafty person so that was like my game yeah um just like the game was really short um it was pretty easy and it was made even easier by like those little cart things that you could wear like around your body you remember what I'm talking yeah. about they're like there's mm-hmm. so many different ones of them they like um, added defense to you <laughs> yeah um and this is just 
this is probably just a personal thing, but it really felt like I was just walking through the level rather than playing it. Like, it was so linear. There was only one place I could go. Yep, very true. Um, And then I, the only main other Yoshi series I can compare it to that's even very even remotely similar is Yoshi's Story, which I know you just played recently. Um, so in Yoshi's Story, I really liked the way... Um, that there was no ending to the level. Like, the way to end the level was to eat a certain amount of fruit, which I thought really made it fun for, like, exploration. You could either go straight to eating all the fruit, or you could explore the world some more and possibly get some unlockables or find a hidden Yoshi, which I thought was also fun. Um, There was also different paths that you could take. Like, yeah, you were still going the same direction, but there was, like, oh, you could backtrack here, and you can go here, and you could wake this little baby up, and he can... Um, transport you back here. I just felt like there was more to do, more places to go. There's definitely lots of replayability in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the game like rewards you for exploring. Um, and there was a real penalty for dying. Like in the beginning of the level, like in the beginning of the game, you get to pick from I can't remember if it's five or six different Yoshi's. Um, but when you die in the level, like you can no longer play with that color. There's like red, blue, green. You can unlock um, white and black later on. But if you lose, like if you're playing as a green Yoshi and you die, like you can no longer play as green Yoshi. Like he takes it away from you. So there's definitely yeah. a penalty for losing. Um, and then I also liked that each Yoshi had like its own favorite and lucky fruit. And you can increase your score in that level if you eat a lot of those fruits. I just thought that was something that was super fun. Um, so next game in the series, make it more difficult, make it more explorable. And like I said with like Paper Mario, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything like themed. Like even Yoshi's Story was all over the place. There wasn't necessarily yeah. a theme. It was just what it was. You know, there was a fire level. There was a sewer mm -hmm. level. It was just whatever you wanted it to be. That's all I got. We should play Yoshi's Story when you come over. I love Yoshi's Story. So much. I only played through it once, so I've got a lot of different paths I can still take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Uh, my comments to Yoshi are similar to yours, but you know what I didn't write down is something you said earlier. I think a, a new game would be pretty good with the uh, the old style of having Baby Mario on your back. Mm hmm The Yoshi's Island. Um that's that's probably the route that they should take i think that that would be best um and why do i say that i think it's because those are just those are probably the highest rated you know of all time out of all the yoshi games those are probably the most beloved and i don't know i, I think that's the best way to go and that's saying something because i love wooly world and i enjoyed crafted world but um Anyways, similar to my Kirby comments, I think Crafted World was too easy, the latest game in the series. Mm -hmm. I think Wooly World was just right. I, I had some struggle on some levels in that game, but um, Crafted World was, was not up there for me. I, I think Wooly World was a little better. Two-player in Crafted World was better than Wooly World, though, because in Wooly World, you were constantly, constantly fumbling over each other. It was annoying. Uh, it wasn't an issue in Crafted World, so that was good. Uh, instead of yarn or arts and crafts, maybe a world of toys, kind of yeah. like we were talking about with uh, Paper Mario earlier. Toys! 
or just a Yoshi's Island theme. Like, it doesn't have to be any kind of craft or toy or anything. Just a Yoshi's Island is plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and make the campaign longer. Just please make it worth my $60. I think uh, this game was longer than, than Kirby Star Allies, but it's not really saying much. Yeah. That's a pretty <laughs> low bar. You didn't play Wooly World, did you? I did not play Wooly World. Mm-mm. Is yours sealed? Uh, You bet it is. On the Wii U and the 3DS. Dang, I would tell you to play it, but I don't know. Not going to have you open something. Yeah, I mean, it's sealed. <laughs> well, that's it. We've gone through every IP from 1080 degree to Yoshi. We have, we've gone through every Nintendo IP. Mm-hmm. Certainly one of our longer podcasts here. We're at two and a half hours. Sheesh. Um, obviously I love Nintendo, but in general, from what I've talked about today, the games need to be longer. They need to be worth it and give me more co-op. Uh, <laughs> do not give me any more co-op. Give me a compelling single player and, uh, but certainly longer games and more difficult, or at least give me the option to change the difficulty. That would be great. You're writing that down, cool, Nintendo? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Overall, please drop a comment and let us know what you want to see in future Nintendo games. Pick a series that we talked about today. I don't care. Just drop a comment. We would love to chat with you guys. Yeah, get real creative. um, Please do. If you want to have your answer to... Let me rephrase this. If you want to have um, your voice featured... Not your voice. What am I trying to say, Hannah? Your response to something we ask mm-hmm. featured on the podcast, please keep an eye on Hannah's Instagram and maybe mine occasionally. But why don't you just go ahead and tell people where they can find you to do that, Hannah? It is SP on Instagram. Yes, it is. I am at Bird Dog Gaming everywhere. Thank you for sticking around for two and a half hours, guys. Um... Yeah, if this is your first episode, we don't usually go this long. But, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out. And you got anything else to say, Hannah? Uh, No, I think you pretty much covered it. We look forward to talking about our E3 thoughts um, in a few weeks. And Ooh, maybe, maybe down below drop some E3 predictions? Yeah, drop something down below for the and love of God. Right, and then if you're right, you might get a shout-out. Oh, that's a good call right there. Mm-hmm. What was I about to say, Hannah? Um, Catch you next week. <laughs> oh, I think on our Instagram stories around June 15th, we're going to be asking you, you know, what you thought of E3. So give us some responses there as well. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. That's where we're most active. Yep. I agree. Definitely Instagram. Always, always feel free to DM me if you have some thoughts. I'm always down to debate or just discuss. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next month. See you.